But that's really like like the genesis of all of this, and, and kind of why I asked you guys to hop on was 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 just that because we've known each other for for such a long time, you know. And like for me, the Lord's taken it back to the simplicity, loving God and loving people. And you guys were uh, were were an integral part of my story, you know. And uh, I love that we're just cutting up here and and uh, just talking like old friends. Even though I told I told Darren earlier, Scott, I said I I it, the Holy Spirit, you know, led me to ask you guys to do this, but. I just really wanted to hang out with you guys for an hour and a half, man. It's been a while. Come on. Come on. Me too, man. I'm I'm just super stoked. Like when we when I got the text message, uh, I was thinking in my head the same thing. I like I didn't have any plot or ploy about what we would talk about. I was just like, man, it's gonna be kind of cool to get us all three in the same room. If that's the cool thing about technology, I guess though. Uh, I would rather hug your face, but you know, I mean, I guess this'll work for now. This is this is better. <laughs> for you for you definitely <laughs> yeah you get keeping our arms linked this way that's exactly know? right that's exactly right so what was on your heart aaron with this i mean like when you when you say you felt like the spirit was encouraging you to do that you could have you could have called us you could have you know facetimed me what was yeah. what was your heart behind this yeah you know i think that it's kind of the journey that i'm on right now and the lord's just really been uh taking me back to, I like to say the Genesis, taking me back to the beginning. And uh, I think about, you know, I've been saved a long time before I saw you guys, before I met you guys, but the Lord's just been taking me on this journey about, you know, just these integral parts, these uh, living stones that are, are being built up in my life. And um, he's taking me back and like shoring up the foundations, you know, and, uh, and you guys have been on that journey. You guys have been part of it. And I think, um, we can get so caught up in all of the theatrical side or all the hype of, of things. And, and uh, we can focus so much on uh, ministry that we can forget the, the relational side of it, forget the friendship, uh, forget the, where things began. And, uh, you know, I think that that's what the Lord's putting on my heart is just taking me back to those relationships, taking me back to those times we broke bread taking me back to those times where I didn't have a clue what I was doing, but I was just, I loved the Lord and I was hungry. And, and, uh, you know, you guys were at a key turning point in my life, uh, stepped in. And I think that that's uh, part of the journey that the Holy Spirit's just taking me back through and, uh, not just, uh, not just, uh, a healing, but, but just like solidifying the importance of those moments, solidifying the importance of having those relationships because I really, I, I wouldn't be where, I wouldn't have done half the things that I've done without knowing you guys. And so I thank you for your friendship more than anything. And and outside of ministry, outside of anything else, just just you guys being there. And I, I know both of you have talked to me, you know, not down off a ledge, but, you know, it felt like it at times, you know. And and uh, so I, I think that that's just kind of what, what the Holy Spirit's doing in my life right now. And that's probably why uh, um he brought us together tonight, you know, and just to talk and, you know, be friends. It's it's fun when we cut up when we're off off uh, off camera and then we get, turn the camera on and we feel like we've got to say something important and we've got to say it perfect. And, um, you know, I think that uh, a big part of my journey um, started street ministry with you guys, just loving people. And uh, I think that that's we see all of the incredible things that happen in people's lives, but it's like the Lord's taking me back in this place of embracing the process, 
because we get so focused on the goals or maybe even things that he's shown us. Um, but so we're like externally looking uh, into the future until that happens. And yet he, the Lord just loves the process. And so he, I think he's just taking me and, and back and focusing uh, me maybe on some of the things that he wants to be more important in my life. And, and, to, and you guys are too that. I don't mean to be sappy, but man, I love you guys. And uh, I wouldn't be here on this part of my journey without you guys. And and sometimes we don't talk for months, you know, but then there's other times that 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 Darren out of the blue or Scott out of the blue text me with a word of encouragement, man, just uh, a good word in due season. And and I love you guys for that. I think there's a connection that some people will last a lifetime, uh, a friendship and other ones are for a season. And I, I really feel like you guys are those that the Lord's solidified in my life. And I just thank you for that. And I just want whatever the Lord wants to do. But that's kind of Darren and I met through a who did we meet? Josh Noel was the one was the one that we met through years and years. Yeah. Uh, oh, and uh, I think we both like didn't want to go to this event for like multiple times. Yep. And then finally we went, we met, um, spent the whole weekend together. Incredible. Um, our families clicked and stuff. And then I just met Scott shortly after that. And I think that um, if we look back, like I think all three of us, it, it, and I don't want to speak for you guys, but I think just having a hunger to, to love God and a hunger to love people is what it came down to. And, and uh, man, in that stage of my life, you guys had a great impact. Go Scott. <laughs> I'm watching your uh, body language, uh, and I thought you were going to jump in front of me. But uh, yeah, one of the things that I think will always be uh, close to my heart is is the night that we met. Um, I pray. I, think I prayed for your mother. I think I prayed for her knee or something. And uh, every time after that, I saw Aaron. He was always like. Hey man, last time I saw you, my mom's knee got healed or something, you know, or something to that effect. And, uh, I just, I was so new in understanding what hunger was and understanding what alignment, what the purpose for alignment and the, and the, um, the need for alignment, you know? Um, and so I, I think I've probably told this story a few times, but for six Probably four to four to five, six months. I was I was um, praying deeply, in uh, in my ministry time with the Lord, um, just He and I in my office at this new pastoral role that I had taken at the time, and I just I didn't feel like I had these people in my life that I could really truly pour into, and that they would pour into me. I I just knew that there was more that I was uh, needing, uh, especially if I was going to go at the rate and speed I was in ministry. And, um, I, so I was praying to the Lord about that a couple months, you know, it was about half a year. And, uh, he took me to the same spot where you guys were and, uh, met, met Darren, not for the first time, but for, um, the purpose of, of kingdom work for the first time. Um, and, uh, just everything blossomed and bloomed from there for me. And I, I just remember thinking like, these are people that I need. These are truly people that I need in my life. And I need to get, I need to glean from them. And um, I, I didn't understand that I had anything to give at the time. I was just like, <laughs> I need these dudes. And um, I was happy, man, because I knew that you kind of find, you know, like you said, not to get sappy, but you kind of find family in that. And I love how God journeys with us on that. And he really, truly gives us the desires of our heart. And for me, that's what you guys have been. That You've been a desire of my heart and you are you continually 
a desire of my heart, and which is why, like you said, it can be weeks before we talk or whatever, and and the the Lord just impresses on us, hey, reach out, send a text message, something simple, you know, or maybe it is prophetic, but it, it's for me that's that's what true friendship and true kingdomship really is, right? I mean, like we're not meant to do this thing alone, and. I'm so thankful that God saw it fit for us to be aligned. You know, I love how you said that some some people in your life are are here for a season and and some are here for to stay. And I and I truly feel like that with you guys. I think Darren and I have have talked about that multiple times on on podcast is like, look, man, uh, you're my guy for XYZ. I'm your guy for XYZ. And that's not gonna change until the Lord says, Hey, you know, but I I don't feel like that with you guys. For me, I personally believe it's something eternal and something lifetime oriented and i'm excited for that even if it is two months or two weeks like every time we do get together it, yeah we chop it up we have fun we laugh but i believe that it's still building us up in faith um, as we speak into one another and speak to one another's hearts so i appreciate and love both you guys and i'm in it for the long haul and i'm, I'm super blessed to, to be able to do it with y'all for sure Now you can go. <laughs> <laughs> it's odd with three people figuring this thing out, right? <laughs> no, man. I um, this is this is really good for me because I feel like when you talked about Genesis, you asked for like, I was kind of asking you what you want to talk about, and you mentioned the the genesis of our relationships, and um, if I could be like completely honest, I. I have a difficult time thinking back to that time in my life a little bit because I'm not, I'm not super proud of, of who I was in a lot of ways. Um, being so what I consider to be ministry focused, um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy and excited and I love, I love, I agree with you hundred percent. I think there's, um, God uses us like a filter sometimes and the, the people that are supposed to be with you st stay with you. And you, Aaron, you and I have talked a lot about, I mean, there was, there was a time when we wouldn't talk for months and it's, it's been a, that season for sure where you and I just haven't communicated a whole lot. But every time we do talk, it's you can tell there's steam on it. You know what I mean? Like not, nothing's changed as far as our hearts for each other. And so it's easy to converse in those moments. And so those are the kind of people that I feel like God brought into my life and into my path for a reason. And I intend on cultivating those forever, you know. Um but when when specifically you and I, when we met, cause me and Scott have been through, we've been through some stuff, you know, like we've, we were face to face in person doing stuff together and, um, probably seen the, the good and the ugly sides of each other at times. But you and me, Aaron, when, when we met, I was, it was, it was, uh, refreshing and it was needed for me to meet you. But I, again, I'm a, a little disappointed in, in some of the things that I allowed myself to invest my heart in, you know, instead of people, it was, it was on 
other stuff. And so, um, that's, yeah. that's really beautiful because that's, that's the yeah. part of the process that I was talking about. Yeah. You know? I don't want to be a downer on that conversation because you, no, you guys are like, I love you all. I love you guys very much. It's, it was that Genesis word because I can literally think about that weekend that you and I met and some of the people that we were with were latched with me and my mindset. You know what I mean? Like there's other people and other relationships that were involved in that time that just I'm gross with myself and thinking about how, um, a Genesis turned into revelation <laughs> for sure <laughs> with some things, but it's, it's, it's probably a necessary practice for me. So this, this is really good for me to go back to that place, I think. And, um, yeah, that's what, the, yeah. that's what the Lord's really do. I mean, that's, that's the journey that I'm, that I'm on. And, um, some of the stuff I'm finding is, is awesome. But some of it, it's just like, man, what was what was that? <laughs> but it was like the Lord was patient with, so patient with us as we were growing, and I think that that is, uh, yeah, something that uh, needs to be instilled in us for the people around us. He's taken me back to the places just what you were talking about. I'm able to see that in other people, yeah, and then I'm able to encourage them. I'm able to to grab onto them. And I'm able to pull them through that season, maybe just a little bit quicker than what than what I went through it. And um, there's no uh, I, I love I love miracles. I love the instantaneous, but I'm really learning to embrace the the pruning. I'm really embrace learning to embrace the process. Uh, one of my favorite and most hated scriptures uh, has to do with with uh, peace <laughs> and uh I think that the the thing is that that when we when we when we wait upon him when we when we grow with him you know we can ask for wisdom we can we can do those things but he takes me back that you know if we if we let patience have its perfect work in us we'll be perfect to complete lacking in nothing and that brings us into a place of of him into a place of of peace and I think it's that it's that process of letting uh him work patiently he's patient with us but like i see this finish line and in the world we're so goal oriented and we we look at all these things and it's uh well it's it can be ugly like this corporate ladder type of thing like yeah. i've seen a lot in ministry and uh i don't like that side of it yeah i like this. i like this i like a lot of the things that, that i've done along the 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 way but the lord takes me back to individuals he takes me back to building people. He takes me back to pouring into people. He takes me back to loving people uh, and, and taking the focus off because just, just like you were talking about, I can't believe at the, like through this growth through with both of you, how much of our time did we spend talking in the early days about ministry yeah. and not about Jesus? hundred you know? percent. And I think that that's one of the things when, 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 um, we think that like ministry's trendy right now, and um, a lot of people want to want to do it. It has been for a little while, and uh, there's a cost that comes to that. There's a cost with family. There's a cost that 
we we talked about this before. Um, you you want to be able to step into the grace for the season, and 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 that and that takes patience sometimes. And and sometimes the Lord shows us something, and we want to run ahead of Him. And I think a lot of my first years were running ahead of the Lord. Uh, great things were happening, but but He had to kind of temper what He was showing me because I was I had a lot of zeal, but maybe not as much wisdom. I had a lot of um, uh, energy. I had a lot of movement, but I needed to cultivate a love uh, inside of me. And I think that all that stuff that we went through, I think that the Lord's cultivated love inside of me for those around me that have been through those things as well. And so where we may look at it, some of my some of my greatest things that I've learned have came through what the nat- in the natural looked like the greatest failures. Yeah. Or when we look back, the, the hardest moments in life, like... Um, the Lord spoke to me about when you look back on this, on something I was going through and it was a rough time. You know, it's one of those things you think, woe is me. You know, I feel like Job here type of things. And and the Lord spoke to me. He says, when you look back, this, this isn't going to look like an eternity. It's just going to look like a moment. And you know what, looking back right now, I learned so much from that moment. And it doesn't like it does. I look back and it's not, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't hurt me. I've taken the time and healed through that that process, but there's still things I'm healing through. There's still things I'm working through. That we're all in that process, and I think that that's what you share is beautiful, and that's one of the things that I wanted people to hear from this when we got together. And I, I can count on you to be real, to, to be raw, to not go with the the natural flow, and that's one of the things I love about you. It's one of the things that I respect about you. And I'll say one more thing, and then you guys can hop in with whatever you feel like you want to share, but I think it's important for us to, it says, humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, and he will lift us up in due season. I think there's probably many more, but three of the stages of relationships that I think that we need to have. I think that we need to have a place where we're humble, where we're, where we're learning, where that we're looking to other people to, to glean from the wisdom that's gone before us. Uh, and then I think that another spot is like what I consider you guys, uh, that we need to have those that we're growing, we're running together, we're gleaning from one another, you know, brothers and sisters uh, in the Lord. And then I think to be healthy, we need to have a place where the stuff that we've gone through, the places that the Lord's taught us, um, we need to be helping raise other people up in that area. And that may look like family. That may look like one person. But I think that's three stages that the Lord's shown me that uh, uh, help us to stay in a healthy place. Uh, where we're gleaning from people, where we're running with people, and where we're able to pour into people's lives. So, man, I appreciate you guys, and uh, I think it's uh, I think it's those hard times that help cultivate us. It's those times that the Lord's pruning those things. Um, and you got you have that man. I said one more thing. I keep rambling, but I, you have that tattoo. It's uh, a dead branch gone, you know. And I think that that speaks of a a so many incredible things happened, but that season of my life was a lot of dead branches, you know, being pruned off, being removed and uh, cultivating me. And I believe you guys and the people we are today. Good. What do you think, Scotty? Man, uh, that's good. It's all good. Um, I think immediately my heart is geared toward just God's intentionality with us. And you know, what we perceive as, uh, like Aaron was saying, you know, a Job moment or um, a less than moment for us personally. He's 
he's developing something within us relationally, not just with those who are supposed to be with, but most importantly, Jesus. And um, I, I can attest to what Aaron was talking about, you know, in the early genesis of our um, relationship and ministry was the topic, you know, and so many things that are happening now being filmed, I feel like we've already done. I feel like it's already been a part of who we are. And, and because you said it's trendy, you know, and Cass and I were having this conversation about two weeks ago. Um, just about purpose and, and life's purpose and our direction and, and our commitment and our discipline and, and what, you know, things that we need to tighten up, things that we're doing well. And that was one of the things that she said, she's like, Scott, I feel like ministry at large, we've already done all this, you know, like we've already done it. And so it really challenged me to think like, well, what does she mean by that? We've already done what, like what it looks like, you know, um, what it feels like what uh what what our responsibilities are in this this time in this place and i think it was all of the above and and i didn't so much make a checklist in my heart like what i did five ten years ago as opposed to what i'm doing now but um i think it doesn't really matter what you're doing in ministry quote unquote as long as it's for the lord even if it is repetition i think for me success in walking with Jesus looks like faithful labor and just being faithful to what he's put in front of you, whether it's two or 2000, whether it's just your family, whether, you know, you're discipling teenagers, whatever the case may be. And so, um, I've never had really a problem with just doing the thing I was asked to do, you know, uh, Ryan Emery used to tell me like, dude, you'll do it. Just, you'll do the work. You have no problem doing the work. I'm like, yeah, but maybe to a fault. Maybe, maybe there, maybe there is a place and a time where I, again, like you were saying, try to outrun Holy Spirit with, with just purpose of ministry. I, I think that that comes with a hunger and a zeal, and we can be overzealous and undereducated. We can also be overeducated and underzealous, and so <laughs> finding finding that balance in life, you know, life with Jesus becomes your ministry and your ministry purpose. Not, I'm building a ministry for Jesus. It's life with Jesus that gives us the purpose for ministry, and that's every single area of our lives, whether it's us taking care of our own bodies, whether it's us um, taking care of our families, taking care of our finances, taking care of, you know, maybe our position in the in the ecclesia, whatever that looks like. And so, yeah, man, I, I, I think being faithful and, and intentional, just that word intentional, just to wrap back to that for a moment of God's intentionality with us and to remember the genesis the israelites genesis our genesis how many mistakes were made how many you know golden calves were worshiped how many how many places that we would find ourselves in the wilderness when when the promised land is you know shouldn't have been around the mountain it should have been you know four miles in front of us and so I think in our own purpose, in our own right with with Jesus, if our eyes get fixated on what we're supposed to be doing, then rather than who we're doing it with, then it becomes about the purpose of where we're at rather than the purpose that is within us. And that is always him. It is always his his guidance, his direction, his promise. And all those things are found in doing life with him, not apart from him. And I think that I can personally attest to my own um, some of my own losses in life ministerial again have been the biggest blessings because they were about Scott. They were about this, um, 
I've heard this say one time, somebody walked into the church when we were in Buckland and we were up to 120 every, every week. I mean, it was, it was, it was amazing. Things were happening. Awesome stuff was happening. And, and somebody came to me and said, Hey, the, the congregation's adapting to your personality. And I took that as a compliment then, but I look back now and I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I would be okay with that, that, uh, that noticeability, that notoriety now, you know, because it, if it becomes about a face and that face is not the face of Jesus, then we've missed it. And we're, we're actually can get into a place where we're kind of leading people in the wrong direction. And I know there's tremendous grace while we grow, um, but there's just so many things now, as, as Dee was speaking to earlier, where I can look at my own self and say, yeah, I, I just wasn't in a good place in that part, you know, of my life. But Again, even being in that place, God still gave me the grace and the ability to be able to come in communication and co correlation with people who he knew I would need for the long run. And he still knows I need for the long run. And so intentionality, man, like what we're doing matters, how we're doing it matters. Most importantly, who we're doing it with matters. And if we're not doing it with Jesus, you know, what's the scripture? If your spirit is not there, Lord, I don't I won't go. You know, I'm paraphrasing, but that's that's kind of where I'm at. And I've almost to a place to where I'm super, I'm super, super careful on what I say yes to now. Like I may drag out and actually use that leverage of, hey, let me go pray about it. Well, Scott, it's been 35 days, man. Did you pray about it enough? <laughs> Maybe I didn't pray about it. Maybe I just didn't want to make a decision yet, you know, and I want to be impactful with what I say yes to. I want to be purposeful with what I say yes to. And and if the Lord says no, then I got to be okay with no. And he said no a lot in the last two years for me. I've had shiny things dangled in front of me for the last two years um, to pastoral ship of churches in other towns um, and a lot of money that could have helped me do a lot of things. Um, but, you know, when I, when, I, when I bounce it off my wife and she says, I just, I don't think that's what the Lord has for us, then... Maybe that's not what he has for us, you know, and, and I have to be very intentional on how what my purpose is and how I'm driven in this season. And I think that that's where God's at. His intentionality now his, is so structured around what he's trying to restore internally with the church, you know, with one by one by one by one, what he's restructuring to a place of 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 where the promise lies, not where the program is. And that's that's, I think where we have got to get to an understanding of intentionality with the Lord of just finding yourself at his feet every day in the secret place, even in the hard times, right? Where it's like you're questioning because I'll sit at work. I have caseloads, but sometimes those are come to a halt and I'll just think like, gosh, am I where you need me? Am I doing what you're asking me to do? Am I being purposeful with what you put in front of me? And I don't know, you know, I don't know. There's times where I am obviously, in a fog you know i'm like where am i supposed to go what am i supposed to do and like you said he's always pulling us back to that first love that first place with him and that's our best place to be that's our most secure place to be that's our safest place to be i just want to know do you guys ever like look back at seasons or um relationships in the past how do you judge 
how do you judge those things? So like, um, I may have just forgotten what I was going to talk about. <laughs> Judgment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's really good though. I think it's a good point because like, that's what we do. Our natural thing is to go back and, and to dissect every relationship every decision like a human nature not god not god's nature but human nature is to yeah. go back and it says forget those things that are behind but that's only one part of the scripture you know and and reach forward and run your race into those things that are ahead and but that's one part of scripture but we, we look back and we want to glean from those things we want to grow from those things uh uh we we want to redig those wells at some point in time there's times that i've had to go back uh, as i've grown and been like whoopsie <laughs> I messed up big time in that relationship. And um, there's times where I'll go back and I've went back and, you know, just humbly said, Hey, sorry, I messed up. I messed up. And uh, it's funny, right before we got on, uh, I was looking for the uh, adapter for, uh, for the, for the microphone uh, to make Darren happy, not not to, not to bring that up again, but, uh, (laughs) but uh, I was down and I found these old pictures of when I, when we first started, when we first planted the, the, the church, and I'm going through and I'm seeing these faces. We took these pictures and baptisms. We, we baptized like eight people the, like the first night we were up there and all this stuff. And I'm looking through. I'm like, whoa, messed up that relationship. <laughs> messed up that. You know, not in a judgmental way, though. Now, I used to look I, those points where I was angry, where I thought I was going through Job moments, where uh, I thought that that uh, that uh, other people even were in air. When I look back with uh, through the lens of, of Christ, through the lens of maturing, I'm seeing those places where, wow, uh, I had a big part to play in that. That wasn't all them. That was that was me. But instead of letting it maturely be in an iron sharpening iron moment, usually it was a, a, a fracture or a schism moment. And uh, I've been able to go back and the Lord's restored almost all of those relationships. And um I won't go into names or anything, but I've had really close friends that it's had that has happened to, and and God's all about restoration. But you know what it was? It it finally came to me in most of these situations. Um, and the the one the one that I hate to say it like that, but you'll know what I mean. I think the one that meant the most to me. I said, I don't care what it cost me. I don't care if I take all the blame for the things that I I knew that I didn't do. But I, I went back and I judged that situation, and I saw. Uh, I saw that envy and strife came in and every evil work came in where, where jealousy and envy are. Uh, there's every evil work. And I saw that the enemy came in. It didn't matter who was right, who was wrong. I said, you know what? I'm not going to let the enemy have um, this relationship. And um, it was really interesting how quickly the Lord restored all of that and has made up that time. And um, one of my favorite people on the planet talked to him um, uh, often. And uh, but it came through a time of looking back through, I'll call it, uh, we, we said judging those situations, but I'll, I'll say looking back through the lens of Christ, through a mature lens and being able to be uh, not man enough to be Christ like enough um, to, to throw all that pride away and uh, just to be able to humbly uh, see restoration. There's uh, Psalm 133. It talks about um, where there's brotherly unit, where there's brotherly a love where there's unity, we enter into that place of the commanded blessing. Well, we think about, man, I can be in unity with with Darren and Scott, and that's a good thing, but it's us coming into unity with Christ. 
And that's where the commanded blessing is. And yeah. so um, I want that for every relationship. I look back at every single one of those pictures and, and, and I was almost weeping like, like they poured into me, I poured into them. Um, it, the, the relationships may not be in the same place that we are sitting here talking on this podcast, but I'm just like, man, Christ loves these people so much. I want to see restoration any place for me. I'm, maybe to a fault, I take the blame for things. I, I don't want to be what held anyone back. You know, when I look at that and I think any part that I had to play uh, in delaying their destiny, I'm like, Lord, just just restore that. Anything that I can do to help them uh, to move forward again in that, like, because there's some hard things to walk through. There's some hard relationships and there's some things that even to today, I don't know looking back, but I think that that's, that's one thing I love about you. You ask the interesting questions at the right time to open things up. And, and um, that's why it takes the whole body because we can put language to things in a different way. We can, we we're, we're facets of the King. And when Scott's sharing, I'm seeing another facet uh, through a, through another uh, uh, aspect of Christ and the same thing with you. And so that's why, um, that's why it's so important for, for us to stay humble. And the longer I, I go and I, I've got, you know, a lot of different issues going on in my life I could talk about, but I know without him, I can do nothing. And I know without the body, um, I'm not going to fulfill my destiny. I'm not going to do the things that I'm supposed to do because a lot of ministry um, is, is one person is, is look at me a little bit too much. And uh, what Scott said is like, if, you know, follow me as I follow Christ, but man, look like Christ you know, look like Christ in us maybe, but like, like there's, there's so much uh, of that that takes away, like taking on the personality. It says when he said that, follow me as I follow Christ. I'm like sitting there like, dude, you know, we look back at Paul and we're thinking like, man, you had your stuff together, but guess what? man, he messed up just like you. He messed up just like me. He had opportunities to go and see restoration and relationships. They had such a feud that even the the, the apostles that they split and what is that Acts uh, is it is it thirteen sixteen, and it's not coming to me right now. But right before they go to Lydia's house and right before the jail bars open, they they sit there and they have that split with with John Mark. And I, I think about that. How many how many of those like I'd like to know the rest of that story. You know, there's a lot of things that we don't get to see, but a lot of it looks like. Uh, what I've walked through. A lot of it looks like uh, it talks about Elijah, that he was a man uh, with a nature just like ours. And he prayed and the heavens were shut up and then he prayed and it rained again. And I'm like, why did he put that? Why did he put with a nature just like me? Because the next chapter, he's, you know, he's hiding out in the middle of nowhere. He's running for his life after he has this great victory. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that seems a lot like that seems a lot like my life. And I, I think he put that in there for a reason. And uh, I think he probably looked back just like we do and thought, man, that was dumb. <laughs> you know, go ahead, Darren. Well, you mentioned you mentioned early on about restoration. And I feel like that's something I've always. I've always held tight to the idea of restoration. And I've always believed that God was going to restore relationships and things and situations and it was usually the way that I had it pictured in my head that it should be restored. You know, like we, we always have this idea how a 
friendship or relationship should close out. And so we almost pray like, God, please do your thing according to the way that I want it to be done. And rarely does it go that way because there's two human beings involved or five human beings or whatever the case is. But for me, I've, I think one way that I've really matured in my walk and in my faith is giving up on my idea of what restoration should look like. And even in those moments when I feel like regret or I feel, cause I, 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 I take on a lot of regret in my life for the way that I handled ministry or the way that I handled past relationships or situations and restoration could simply be God healing my heart and God healing the other person's heart. You know, are there times that two people come together and God like does this beautiful thing where the relationship is greater than it was before? Absolutely. It's called Hallmark. What's that? Hallmark. Yeah. Hallmark. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I've Aaron seen knows what I'm talking one. about. Tis the season. Yeah, I've seen that one. And that one. And that one. And that one. But, Sorry. <laughs> no, but there's there is this, there is this pride element. And it's something that I've really had to receive from the Lord grace for that because I pride was so, we always put this face on pride too, or I'll just speak for myself. I'll quit saying we, but I put this thing on pride where it's like, we think pride is this big, you know, that person's proud. And we think of Lucifer and the whole pride, you know, before the fall and all that stuff. But pride's like, can be little, you know what I mean? Like Satan knows all about pride. And I yeah. think, you know, I think he knows how to sneak it into relationships really well and disguise it really well and counterfeit it really well and duplicate it really well and multiply it and you know all these things but i've i've really had to to take a look at situations and say man i was so much pride involved with the relationship and how it went sour and then so much pride involved with trying to restore something you know and so I'm I'm probably in a season where I it's almost like who who do I think I am that it's up to me for restoration to happen, you know? It's almost like if I can let off the gas a little bit with my pride and with stuff that God can actually take care of things that he wants to take care of. And I I don't know. I I've, I've I've come to this place where I've really just stepped back in so many ways and let God be God and let let relationships be relationships and friendships be friendships and um you know we've all heard how how difficult friendships are, right? Like relationships hard we've heard that like i've heard that my whole my whole life whether it's marriage or friendships or whatever it takes work it takes work and it's it's true it takes like engagement but god does that you know god builds relationships it's 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 kind of what he does and 
I don't know. That might be way off topic, but I just feel like. I think it's really good. I think it's like the pendulum swing. Like, like we see, we have this thing in our life where I, there's that we again. I had this thing in my life where I used to, the pendulum used to go and I used to take this big swing on everything. Like I tried to do everything. And then I tried to pray and, and, and let God do everything. And then I went on the, 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 the whole grace pendulum this way. And then I went yeah. back the other way and, and all these things until I'm starting to settle right in the middle of the road. I'm starting to settle right in line with the, with the plumb line, with the yeah. word. And I'm starting to make smaller corrections instead of these, these bigger corrections um, in my life as I mature. And, and, and that's part of the journey, I think, is, is us being able to recognize what our, what our part is, recognize what, uh, what's God's, and uh, know when it's time to put our hand to the plow and know when it's time to to stand back and to let him work because just how he's working on your heart and my heart, he's working on other people's hearts as well mm. in whatever situations they are. And, and we have to hit those things. They have to come to that Kairos moment, to that, to that God moment, to where their heart's ready, to where your heart's ready. And like you said, it may not look the same. It may just look like God healing hearts and, 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 and everything's forgiven, you know, and, and uh, other times it might be like my story and, and that's the thing that, that I, that I see that, that one, one of the mistakes that, that I used to make a lot and I see made a lot now is when we get on something and, and the Lord's speaking to us, that we see that one aspect and we don't see the other things that he's doing. And then we think that this stuff over here is wrong because this is what the, the Lord's told me to do. And I think it's, it's, it's the same in relationships that a lot of the relationships that um, I personally had problems in was nothing wrong that I did necessarily, nothing wrong that they did necessarily, but it was me not seeing that the visions didn't line up and we needed to bless and send instead of, instead of trying to necessarily work all this out. Like um, none of us are probably, I think one of you touched on this earlier. If, if any of us got to write our own story and say, Hey, where we're at right now, I don't think any of us would have saw this, this spot. You know, I don't think we would have saw us here, you know, 10 years ago, you ask us what we'll be doing. I don't think any of us would have said this, but, but that process has been pretty amazing. That process is, has taught me to learn to see from other people's perspectives. Um, a minister I listened to talked about that. Like, it's really hard. I'll, they say it way better than me, but it's really hard to be for, um, to, I'm not for abusive adults, but, but kids that have been abused. And it's really hard to, when you're dealing with them and praying for them and helping them walk through that, it's really hard to have a heart to see parents restored to horrific things that happen, but Christ is for, for, for everyone. The, the wrong was completely done. But when we, when we focus on one group and, and take, maybe that was a bad example, but take it from that side and, and see the, see the other side. It's hard for me to, to love what the Lord's doing over here and then not be uh, in that situation. Like it's hard for me to keep a heart cultivated for, for those parents uh, to see their issues worked out and, yeah. And uh, I think that that's the thing that, that we get to see one piece of the puzzle. And this this is getting this beautiful tapestry is getting woven together if we would just get out of the way and let him do a lot of the things that he's doing. And I think that there's been times when um, when I've seen you guys doing stuff and I'm like, man, 
Lord, did I miss it? Because because yeah. that's not what I, that's not what I'm hearing at all, you know. And it didn't mean that you guys were wrong or I was wrong. And I think that that's a lot of the relationship problems I have was not seeing being able to to call out the gold or to be able to see the destiny and to be able to to blow into their sails instead of and know the knowing the difference when it's time to blow into the sails and the time where it's iron sharpens iron. And um, I feel like I'm kind of running circles around this, but I feel like that's what a lot of people are dealing with is that struggle um, within relationships. And I know I I know a lot of people that are dealing with being hurt by other other Christians. And I'll just say this. I've probably been um, not physically, but verbally uh, persecuted way more by the church than I have been the lost and hurting world. Like we have this we have this way of of um, cannibalism that's happened uh, in the body of Christ. And and it's something that needs to shift. We need to understand that. a lot of a lot of the things that we're dealing with is 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 orphans, is people you know that are growing, that are that are young. You know, I got you, you got to see those things in people's lives. Like I want to recognize where I was in people's lives, and then I can I don't expect the same thing out of my my ten year old as I do my seventeen year old. You know, and being able to to see that and be able to help them along their journey. And um, I don't know. I think that 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 so many people um, from being hurt, from relationships, um, from the church, um, from things that they don't understand what people are doing. And then it sits there. And then we have that moment. We have that pruning moment. Um, We have that moment where we're upset at everyone around us. And then we have that moment where we realize, well, you know, if we're really holy, we'll probably pray for God to change them. But what really happens is God, you know, he changes our heart. And um, that's what happens to me in, in all the situations. Usually not much changes instantaneously on the other side, but it comes from a change in a position in my heart to where the people around me will start changing. And I think that what we carry, whether it's forgiveness or whether it's peace, like we know scripturally we have it all, but what we're walking in, we can release to those around us. And I think that that a lot of a lot of the turmoil in my own life and around me in relationships because I was struggling with things within me and that projected out to the world around me. Yeah, I think relationships is a I definitely think the older I get, the more I'm thinking about relationships and friendships because if you if you really look at it, we've had each of us have had so many friends in our lives, right? Come and go. Like I was where this came from for me, I was having a conversation with, with my youngest who is not so young anymore. She's 18, but we were talking about friendships and relationships. And we just, uh, about two years ago came into a new church and really for the first time had a, a church with a a youth group that she could be involved in. And she's 16, 17 years old. And I think about my time in church. I mean, I had, I was a youth group kid my whole life, you know, like I was always involved with youth stuff, but she's been homeschooled and it's friendships haven't been something that she's really thought about much. And now she's in this place of like, she, she wants friends and she was having a hard time making friends and, and letting go of some old friends that she needed to let go of. And I was, 
as her dad, I was having this talk with her and I was like, you know, you need to understand that friendships come and go. Like all the friends that I had in high school, I'm really not friends with any of them. And it's not that they're bad people or that I'm a bad guy. We, we don't do life together still, you know? And yes, I came from a very small town, just like Scotty, just like you, you did too, right? Aaron, Yep. yep. small Real town smaller, kids, smaller than us, I think. Yeah. Small town kids. Whoa, and... Let's not compare here. Scott. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> I'm going to come back too. That's a pretty good cool one. But it's, it's one of those things where it just really got me thinking about friendships and relationships. And there were, I would say my closest brotherhoods and my closest friends were in that difficult time that I was talking about before. Like the time that I re almost regret the most in my life, I had the closest brothers. And so it's easy for me to like look back at that and think, man, I blew it. I lost such a good thing and such a good opportunity of like brotherhood. And now I'm in this place where I have an amazing church with amazing Christian Jesus lovers, but I don't have those friendships. You know, I don't have the brothers that I once used to have. And I, I truly believe that one thing that God's been able to show me is that friendships with other dudes was more important to me than like my relationship with him. And so now I'm in this place where I have so much more peace in my heart. I know I sounded like I was maybe bitter and hurt before, but I really wasn't. I don't know where that came from, but I'm, I am so content and grateful in my heart, you know, where I'm at and the relationship I have with my family and my growing relationship with the Lord. And I don't have that as much human relationship contact as I used to have. And so I don't want to diminish the importance of it. But I do think that as human beings, it's easy to let relationships and friendships become this idol, you know, that is it, does that make sense to you guys at all? Am I just blowing smoke? I mean, I don't know. We, we all want, we all want friends and we all need relationships with people, but I think it's I easy think, to like, I think it's that pendulum we're talking about. Yeah, I think no, that, you're wrong. <laughs> exactly. I think it's that that pendulum where we swing. We can swing way too far on that side. Like like scripturally, we know that you know we, even even people that we looked up, to, we could say idolized that we put in a position that we shouldn't have uh, in our life um, is on one side of the pendulum, and then the other side of the pendulum, and then we come back to the middle of the road. I thought about this scripture. It says a friend loveth at all time, and a brother is born for adversity. And so I think when we when the pendulum settles back in the middle of the road, like like we were meant for fellowship, we were meant to have. It doesn't mean you have a hundred friends, but you know I think I think if we're realistic, I think the statistics it may have changed, but years ago, um, like four or five years ago, most uh, men uh, in the United States is what it was had less than one friend that they actually considered one male friend, which was cr is crazy to think yeah. about. Um, and, uh, so there's that other side of the pendulum is like isolation and the, the pendulum swings over here, uh, in an unhealthy way where we're idolizing those relationships, where we're putting too much, you called me up actually, this is 
is, this is a great moment. You called me up one time, he says, and you told me, he said, I don't want you to call me back until you talk to the Lord about it and you talk to your wife about it. <laughs> because the pendulum had swung. You remember that? No, I don't. That's I, I remember where I was standing. He said, don't call me back. And, and it said, it said you're, and you recognize that the pendulum, I was depending on you for wow. this pretty rough situation that we were going through. And, and uh, I was going to you before one, I went to my wife and two, I went for the Lord and you called it out in that moment. And my pendulum had swung too far. You were there that right at the yeah, middle. I'm not of surprised. I I mean, I'm, I'm filled with wisdom and it comes you out say phenomenal things at all the, the strangest time. times. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's cool though. That's but, a, yeah. But those are, those are little moments like that. Like, it's a, you know to a wise you get you give instruction he'll become wiser but to a fool um, you give instruction and he'll he'll go into further folly I'm I'm paraphrasing that wrong but uh, you gave me wisdom in that moment and I had a, I had a, a choice to make yeah. I could keep the pendulum over there or I could make that correction and, and this is the back. first time we've talked since it's crazy yeah it's been seven, <laughs> seven eight years <laughs> no no <I'm> just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I finally got that. Yeah. <laughs> what about what about you, Scott? What do you think about all that? Friendships, relationships. I'm just gleaning in all the wisdom, man. I'm trying to be slow to speak, um, which I'm not good at. <laughs> I I love the friendship talk, and and I love um, like you talk. You started with restoration, and you know, I guess what we need to probably dive into um more is is what i'm personally personally in, involving relationships and restoration what is the basis of the relationship like is this person actively seeking the kingdom of god and his righteousness as well or or is this just a person that's you know kind of ministry minded you see that you share some of the same gifts you have you know you like the same football team whatever the case may be like what is the basis of the relationship is it something that i'm trying to get from this person or is it something that i'm trying to give to this person Come i think on. about relationships in in a couple different uh, aspects and one of them is you know the bible is always very very prominent on taking care of the one next to you you know to the point where like you're you're giving up your own desires and your own uh, your own vision you know your own whatever success the way that you think success should look for the betterment of that person and so if every relationship isn't entered into with the um, understanding that christ is the cornerstone of this relationship it's not about my wants it's not about my needs it's not about what i can get from this person it's not about stage time or with a microphone or whatever i get on the church board like none of that is above my relationship with Jesus and this person's relationship with Jesus. Because I guarantee you, if we are both putting our own selfish desires aside and, and actively seeking Jesus, then that relationship's going to align where it's supposed to. And you won't have to have the talk later on of, I wish God would restore that. It never would have came to the point of division. you know. And you, you talked about that pride thing earlier, about what that looks like. And, and it's not a big thing because... We look at the destruction, right? Because it says what? That pride uh, pride is um, the beginning of destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall, right? Um, we see the end result of what pride does. But like you said, pride starts with something very small. That person is, their ministry is soaring right now. Why is mine stagnant? I did, I walked with that person. I, I walked the same. We did ministry together. 
Like what, you know, and, and these are just my own thoughts that I've had. I mean, I'm, I'm not throwing stones at anybody else. Like these are things that I've thought about and I have to catch myself really quick to a point where like Aaron was talking about earlier, you know, or he talks about this a lot. He may not have said this earlier, but he, he always talks about cheering others on. And, and, and I got something from, from a lot of those, um, those thoughts that came from Aaron's brain is, um, you know, you may never get a turn if you don't start clapping for others when they're winning. Like when, when other people are that you're, that you've done life with, that you've walked with, that you've tasted and seen that the Lord is even good with, like, and something happens as a shift and God may call us back to something else and call them to a different place. Like, I'm very, very happy that God gave me the opportunity to walk with the people whose ministries I see now in my mind are like very successful. Right. But how is that any more successful than what I'm doing in cultivating the rela- the right relationship with my wife or my children or my neighbor? You know, I, I think we're so easily um, persuaded to go toward the thing that's so much bigger that, that because he said it, ministry is trendy. It's everywhere. Like the things that I thought would, you know, be normal someday to be on TikToks or whatever, like they're already out there. Everything is, is wide open and, and, um, that's just where we're at. But I think at large with the restoration of relationship, like what is the purpose of it? What is the purpose of relationship? Okay. What is the purpose of, we we kind of established that with both walking with Jesus. What is the, okay. So say something did happen, a John Mark situation, what is the purpose now in that relationship? It's restoration, right? I think we've identified that. Well, what is re- restoration? It's giving something back to its rightful owner. Mm. And so who's the owner of that? Who's yeah. the owner of that relationship? If it's me or if it's him or if it's both of us kind of share 50-50, but we never institute the thought that this is Christ's relationship first, then we've already set ourselves up for failure. And, and I'm thinking of a specific moment in time where Jesus, I mean, the 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 beginning of the end of the beginning is coming close, right? He's, we're almost at the Garden of Gethsemane. We're almost at the at the cross on Calvary's Hill, and him and the disciples are having a conversation, and, and Pete literally gets in his way, and because Jesus is talking about being crucified, he's like, Lord, may may it never be, and he looks at him, and he says, away from me, Satan. He he looks at like he you you have your you have your mind fixated on the thoughts of men. And even relationally, Jesus was in a place with Pete where he could be real with him to a place where if this doesn't happen, then you're all doomed. And I think that the harder that life gets, we're going to need those people in our lives that can speak truth to us without being offended by the word of God and without being in a place of, you know, I hope it works out. I hope everything works out and and I'm going to just check out. I'm going to let them do my thing and let them do their thing. There's a purpose behind what the Lord does relationally with everybody. He built relationship. I mean, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was God. The Word was with God. All these things coming into the same climactic vision for man. Like, the whole Bible is about relationship. And I used to say this, and this happened to us one time in ministry, and I said this, and I I, I kind of regret it, but I kind of don't regret it. Because, I mean, I think that we can inadvertently take shots at people. I know I have. But I think collectively as a whole in the body that we need to what we need to understand is we can't seclude ourselves and call it Christianity. Like we need each other. The church needs the big C. The ecclesia needs one another. And 
if we don't, if we think that we can just go do it on our own with, with no help from, from God's anointed and God's called, like then we're, we're kind of disrupting one of the, one of the very um, adamant commands that, that he gives is not to give up fellowship. Like we, we, we need fellow, well, fellowships more than one person, right? I mean, you can have fellowship with the Holy spirit in the secret place, but he also created us to be together. We need each other. And that restoration word, I, I just, it's been thrown around so much where it used to kind of land on me wrong. I'm like, well, what do you mean by restoration? What are you saying? Like, cause I don't want it to be restored back to what it was mm. like, because it fell <laughs> like to, to the, to the point where it's about you yeah. and it's about me and wow. it's about my own, you know, what my own vision or my own understanding, like I want what God wants. I want his provision. And maybe if we would have started there, we wouldn't be in this place of great need of restoration. Paul used to write to the churches, right? I mean, it was to restore them to the rightful place with Christ. Church at Corinth, we all know what was going on there. Like, he's telling them what we're talking about. Go back to the basic of understanding of who Christ is and what he did for you. And and then let it, that, let that work inside out of itself. And that's a lot. I, I just, I... I'm 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 gleaning from you guys as we're listening tonight and we're talking tonight and I I'm thankful for relationship. I'm thankful for people who can be real, um, who can be raw and uncut. I'm I'm really I think in a season right now where I'm I'm thankful for that type of relationship because I have some people that I talk to that um, you know they may they may not and I and I'm not perfect at this either but they may not. Like there may be some things coming out of their mouths. They still sound like sailors, but at least I know where they stand. I'm not second guessing where this person is with me. That, 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 um, passion that they're speaking with is something that I need because it's raw, it's unfiltered. And if I can take you with that, and if I could see you um, in that light, then I can build from there with you. I, I don't really want to hear the right things and church lingo and, um, what, uh, Paul, my friend Paul used to say, I don't speak Christianese. Like he, he speaks, he speaks the word. Um, and, and so, yeah, dude, I, man, I hope that makes sense. Like, I think I kind of, kind of rabbit trail, but I, I just, I appreciate the real and rawness of, of the nature of Jesus. And that's what, I think that's what we, we've settled for so many preconceived notions of how we think things should go. Relationships as well. And I think that we've set ourselves up for failure because we, um, we're willing to receive, but we're not willing to give. We're willing to receive that forgiveness. But I mean, are we, we really willing to give that forgiveness for that person that trampled all over our heart? And how many times are you supposed to forgive a brother? Seven? <laughs> I mean, how many times, how many times are you supposed to have, um, grace left in your heart to give to that person that hurt you? I mean, and, and, and I don't know about you, but I, I welcome those trials now because it makes me stronger in him. It makes me the things that used to get me off kilter and off course in the blink of an eye or in a snap of a finger. I'm like, they don't even bother me anymore. Like, I'm like, oh, it's another trial. Let's go. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, th there's obviously more weight to some than others. But for the, for that reason, relationally, I think that when you're willing to find those people, when you're willing to find those people, because you said earlier, like, I, I got to fight for this relationship his burden's easy and his yoke is light. Like, I, I don't know where we missed that. Like the relationship that he had with the disciples, I think was easy as they wanted it to be. 
I believe that everything was laid out for them with the anointed one, with the Messiah. Like you could have as much of me as you want or as little of me as you want, but it doesn't change my vision. It doesn't change my mission. We're moving. And I love, I just love the realness of Christ, man. I love, I love the teachings. I love how the word truly comes alive and, and it, and it sheds light on these things that we're dealing with. What <laughs> we're so quick to go get information, information, not wisdom on other places, rather than getting into the word and saying, Oh, how did he do it? That's how he did it. That's probably how I should do it. Let's start there. Anyway, it's a mouthful. Yeah, that's good. No, welcome, I, you, welcome you, to the show. You mentioned uh, the basic things, and I that's definitely a place where I'm at in my walk right now is, I mean, what, what good am I in going deeper in ministry if I can't do the basic things? You know what I mean? If I can't have a structured routine with the Lord, if I can't have a, uh, a disciplined life, whether it's work, because I, I struggled so much, man, just focusing on my work that paid my bills because I was so thinking about ministry and stuff. And, and the whole time I can look back now and think, wow, what was God? I'm at my office at my desk at work and I'm praying for ministry opportunities and doing these things. And God's like, you're at work, bro. <laughs> This is a job that I blessed you with, you know, again, basic things of like hard work and loving your family and protecting your family. There's just things that are more important for each individual. Each Christian has things in our life that are more important that they're not giving their time and their efforts to, and they're getting sidetracked by the ministry cycle that we talked about, social media the the platform the what'd you call it what'd you call ministry when you started it's trendy out? trendy it was, yeah the trend trendy. going with the trend of of ministry and it's like th this was never meant to be trendy this was meant to be Aaron Packard live your life out as Jesus would live your life out Scott Tilly live your life out as Jesus would live your life out you know whether you were in Samaria or whether you were in Judea, everybody lives in a different place and does a different, has a different life. And we see these influencers on social media and think that's the way that it's supposed to be. And it's like, but they don't live where I live. You know, they don't have the family that I have and the schedule that I have and the, the job that I have. And, I've just come to this place of like, man, God's God is growing me and raising me to be the best man for this job. The mm -hmm. best man for this job that I've been given. Yeah. You know, not everybody has three daughters. Not everybody has a wife. Not everybody has a job. Not everybody, you know what I mean? And it's like, mm -hmm. I do. <laughs> so mm -hmm. let's, mm -hmm. let's do the basic things. And, the the beauty is this book lays out instructions for the basic things for life, mm -hmm. you know? And I, I just, I looked past that so many times 
throughout my life of like, I wanted to go deeper and farther. And I, I want to go deeper and farther with the Lord, but I want him to take me there. You know, you want the I want him to in. take me deeper <laughs> and take me farther and take me higher and not God, I want to go there. Let's go. Let's go. He's like the basic things, bro. I think it, I think that's good, and I will note that some of those some of those things for me have been seasonal as well. Like I, I think about those who wait on the Lord; they'll renew their strength. Right? You know, they will mount up on wings like eagles. Okay, and, and truly a beautiful verse. I mean, it's Isaiah forty thirty one. Is that where we're at? Uh, yep, I had it wrote down for tonight. I love that. Come on, come on. And I think about that look, that waiting looks like something. Um, and I, 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 you said Cairo's timing earlier, and I, that's what God moves on. It's Cairo's timing, right? It's, it's, it's his timing in his time frame. The, the, I mean, we're talking about the one who created the heavens and the earth by the spoken word. He opened his mouth and he framed the world by his words. And so everything happens for a purpose and for a time. And I think about that verse and I think about those who wait upon the Lord. And then my mind, this is how my ADD works sometimes. I'm not claiming that. I'm just saying some people I said, I said, I have that. I, I don't believe that. But <laughs> my mind, my mind will bounce over to the New Testament all of a sudden. Right. And we're and we're in this space in this time where there's this lady who has an issue of blood and she's in a crowd full of people. And she knows I've been waiting on something. Here it is. This is what I've been waiting on. And I don't care if I have to crawl. I don't care if I have to fight. I don't care if I have to put my fingernails in the dirt. I'm grabbing the hem of that man's garment. So that that was, for me, how long did she wait? Like, I'm just, just I'm spitballing here. Like, how long did she wait knowing there's my miracle? There it is. I, I've waited, and there it is. And, and, and at any cost, I'm going to get it. So, so I love how you were talking about those times at work because I do that. I find myself daydreaming all the time. I find myself in places of like, I spoke of it earlier, like, God, is this where you want me? And then that self-condemnation co does come in and go, dude, you really need to be working right now. Like you need to put your head down and get to work. I'm like, but what's more important, spending time dreaming with the Lord or spending time working on a kid's case plan that's probably going to break the lawn too. He's going to be back on probation with me again. Like, I, I'm just, I'm trying to juggle this, right? I'm trying, and, and just, just me being honest, I'm trying to, because I know, it's, we talked about desires earlier. I desire more. I know that there's deeper places I want to go with the Lord and I need to go with him. And so I don't think in generality, those desires are bad. No. And I don't think that, I don't think that like, I don't know how to say this, like, that moment that I'm with the Lord is, is is spurring me on for something else. It's 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 pushing me to believe for more. And, and I guess as I'm waiting on the Lord, as as I'm waiting and he's and he's mounting me up on wings like eagles, and and, and I'm gonna run and I'm not gonna grow faint, and I'm gonna walk and I'm not gonna grow weary. I want to be ready for that moment when the hem of the garment is in front of me, and I'm willing to pay whatever it costs to get it. And so I can't, it's, we talk in languages of season. That's just the Christian thing to do, right? Like, but I, I desire that timing for me because there is an unfulfillment in me right now, boys. There is a, there is an unfulfillment in my soul right now. And I do not have to feel bad about saying that. Like I, I'm desiring more. I want, I want deeper 
But then I have to ask myself, have I been faithful with the little bit that I've been given? Come on. That's, 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 that's it, man. I think that that's, that's the point. Like before we get, before we started recording, I said, Darren, how's your family? I didn't say, how's this? How's that? How's everything else going? It's back to the, the Genesis. It's back to the sphere of influence we have. Are we, how are we stewarding that? Someone said about Christ, like we're ambassadors to Christ but yet we can only represent him to those around us to the place that we know him. And so, uh, so how are we represented into our family? Like so much is focused outward, like destination. Like uh, for me, it was like, you know, how many millions of people can we reach <clears throat> with crusades? How many, how many, uh, how many people can we help train? How many people can we help equip? And those aren't bad things in and of, of themselves, but the position of our heart, um, it is in those things and and not focusing and steward to those things and that and, and and it starts with us and our relationship with the Lord out to our family out to those around us in our sphere of influence and then it grows from there and we try to go from from ourself clear to whatever your dream is with the Lord whatever you're dreaming with instead of stewarding those things and being patient and in the process and um so many people, I think, have been hurt that have been trying to get into ministry because they don't feel like a platform, a space has been opened with them. But it's, God says that your gift will bring you before before great men, before kings, before great men. And as you steward your relationship with him, he's going to position you. Like if we're made in his image, every person's a great man. You know what I mean? Like sometimes we go to kings, we're like, man, I'm going to speak to the president and this and that and the other but man, are, are we talking to our neighbor? Are we stewarding those things on the way out? And um, I'm just at a place, and this is going to sound really bad and really raw, but you know, this yes. is safe. No one else besides us is going to hear this. So this is completely, <laughs> completely okay. But I honestly don't care if the Lord ever uses me again in a public capacity. Amen. And I'm not saying that he's not going to, but my desire has shifted yes. into 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 seeking Him, and I, and I'm going to say this: This is something that the Lord's challenging me with. Do I want to study? Do I want to know Him as much right now? Do I want to put the time in? And it's not a works thing that I. But but as to what I did when I was delivering three messages a week, do I want to spend that time in the Word uh, with Him? in prayer that I did in those moments and in that season. And uh, I'm dealing with some health stuff and I won't dive real deep into that. We can, if we want to at some point, uh, but it's at a place where it's harder for me to, to, to spend that quiet time. It's harder for me to read right now. It's harder for me to concentrate right now with the stuff that I'm dealing with, but there's grace for every season. And I've got to find that grace and I've got to step into that grace and I've got to be able to to yield to that grace in that moment. And, and I'm spending more time with my family right now than I have in the last decade. Come and on. it's a beautiful thing. I'm not telling you it's not a hard thing thinking, man, what's my purpose? What's my this? What's my that that I'm thinking about? But I know in my heart that right now in this moment, the Lord's like, it's back to the beginning. I want you to steward your family. I want you to steward your relationship with me. This wasn't, there's, we go from glory to glory 
but sometimes that glory doesn't look like what we think it should. Mm. Like he's growing me in this season. My usefulness to him is no more now than it was when I was ministering to, to tens to hundreds and to thousands. Mm-hmm. Just because my Facebook posts don't look like what they did last year doesn't mean that, that my walk with the Lord isn't any more important. It doesn't mean that he's not he's not using me. He's not transforming me right now uh, to where uh, he's going to use me in a, in a in a bigger capacity later on. But what's a bigger capacity? It's fulfilling our destiny. And darn it, if it's me spending time with my kids right now in this season, I'm going to try to embrace that process. If it's you sitting at your job, juggling the, juggling as you may, man, embrace that. There's people that are in your sphere of influence that, uh, it, it would, I think it was Andrew Womack that said this, like I heard it 20 years ago. He says, if I spend a million dollars on television, I would never reach the, all the people that are in, in your sphere of influence. And I think about that. We want to reach all those people, but do we want to reach the people uh, in our sphere of influence that we have right now? And that's a hard thing when we when we look at that. And it's not a I'm not saying that in a place of condemnation, but uh, of cheering you on, of 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 spearing this this thought that what if. What if we love the people that are in front of us? What if we love the people that are around us? What if we start stewarding these moments that we have uh, in front of us, not with the Lord and with with people around us? And and what if that leads to this um, crazy storybook ending that none of us could imagine? Mm. I know that the Lord's positioned me here in what seems like the wilderness where no, where nobody knows. Like I'm in a county where there's just over three thousand people right now. Like, Lord, we were we were in meetings that had more than three thousand people. But if I have eyes to see, I know that anything, even if the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy, in any of those moments, that I know that the Lord will turn those things for good if I love Him, because I know that I'm I'm trying to follow follow that call according to his purpose. And so I know I'm called according to his purpose. And I know that I love him. I know that he's going to turn all these things for good. And what seemed like a setback might just be the season that he pruned those few things off that needed to to go so that where I could produce more fruit. And what's more fruit look like? The world's a pretty strange place right now. Fruit might start looking a lot different than than what what maybe the picture we had 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that um Instead of judging the fruit of the spirit, instead of judging the fruit in our lives, we have judged fruit by likes, by shares, uh, by followings. And those things are not in, in and of themselves bad at all. They, they're part of it. And I want to reach as many people for the kingdom as I can. But man, the position of our heart better be right. Yep. Mm. And, and that's what the Lord's one of the things the Lord's working on me in this season. Well, you better bet that I'm much more interested in my 25-year-old daughter coming back to the Lord Come on, than I am on ever, like you had mentioned, having a public platform again. Mm. And I'm a, I'm a guy who can look back and if I wanted to, could really allow regret and, and hurt come 
from a season in my life when I was so focused on growing a thing, a ministry, friendships, relationships thing, and not praying for and loving my daughter. When I, when it's my daughter, like we, we talk about growing influence and we talk about um, having that, having that ministry. Well, God has gifted me with individuals forever for my life. And it is not Scott Tilly's re responsibility to raise my kids. It's not Aaron Packard's responsibility to love my wife. And those are the things that are set, the basic things that I've been given. I have a responsibility to care more and focus more on my prodigal daughter than I do on likes and shares and hearts and all that stuff. And that is so easy to get wrapped up in. And I, I can promise anybody who's listening to this, I can promise you that it's not more worth it to focus on those things. It's actually easier. Scott Tilly, is it easier for you to put together a message and preach or to raise your family? We go easier, after the things that are so easy sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's, there's things that are just easier for, it's easy for me to speak. It's easy for me to call somebody up and encourage them. And, and I, you know how I feel. I, I, I am an encourager and I love building people up, but there are times that any gift we have can be an idol and can be a crutch. If we, if we lean into those things more than the things that God has put right in front of us, you know, I've been, I've been in seasons where I've, I've focused more on the things that I don't see and called it faith. And I disregard the things that are right in front of my face <laughs> that God has put there for a reason. And you, I'm just telling you a disciplined life will take you farther. It will take you higher. It will take you deeper. And yeah, I, I hope it's coming across that I'm not, I, I really am not in a place. So like I'm in a peaceful the peace of God comes when you lay aside your pride and when you lay aside your, when you can humble yourself. Right. And I am in that place where I'm, I'm humbling myself and I'm, I'm able to, God's giving me glimpses of those seasons where it's like, son, you, you did blow it. <laughs> Don't <laughs> you did blow that. You did mess up. You know what I mean? Like you did, like God isn't the type that's going to take you to a high place and look, you didn't really mess up there. You you did no. There are <laughs> Come on, you gave it your best shot. There son. are seasons when I messed up. Yeah. And I'm able to look back with with God and say, "Man, I messed up, but you were in that. I see what you were trying to do there and I missed it. Thank you for showing me that. Thank you for not losing sight of my daughter when I did. Thank you for not losing sight of your plans and purposes in people's lives that I met that I screwed up and I missed." I missed the plans and purposes you had, but what's really cool. And I, I want to hit on this real quick in this season where I'm, I'm just, I've taken the foot off the gas and I'm like, God, it's, it's, I look back and I think, man, there were times that I would go to Walmart and you got to have a word of knowledge for somebody and you got to come across somebody. And those were fun. Those are fun. Right. We let, we love those moments. And I, I feel like I experienced a lot of growth 
in the spirit, my, my relationship with the Holy Spirit in those times. And I, and I wouldn't trade him for the world. But I can look back now. I was like, man, I just don't, I don't experience that stuff like I used to, you know, I don't experience those, those words of knowledge or those, those fun things as much as I used to. And I don't go for it as much as I used to, but I'm focused on other things like the basic disciplines and and foundations of my walk. And just last, it was the end of last week. I've got this, I have much more of an office job now than I used to have in the past, but got this 24 year old kid. Can, can you just, can you just stop for a second? I mean, I want to hear this, but I, I just, I need to preface it with this. I, I was Thursday of last week. I was impressed highly on my heart to pray for her and pray for you. Yeah. This is wild. So I'm, I'm curious to see, cause we haven't talked about her yeah. in what, probably years. Been a long time. Know. Yeah. So I just want to let you know, like, this yeah. is, I'm excited to hear this. <laughs> Sorry. I just thought. No, that. it's good. And it, it may be a little anticlimactic now that you said, that, I don't know. This is, I don't care what it is after that. This is, this is like my spirit is on like alert 10 right now. No, it's just cool. So I'm in this place where I'm not focusing on all of that stuff as much as I used to be. I'm focused on my walk with the Lord and I'm focused on being disciplined with him, raising my family, doing these things. I'm at work. I'm in the office. There's this, we have this 24, 24, 24 year old kid. I've ridden with him on the truck a few times. He's a outward atheist, like in, in your face atheist, but very respectful. He's a goofball and crude and very annoying, but he's, he will tell you that I'm full of crap (laughs) for sure. He got injured. So he's been in the office kind of hobbling around, can't go on, can't go out on the routes and stuff anymore. I'm in my office and he just plops down and starts cussing and using the Lord's name in vain and doing all these things. And then he just starts asking me these questions about my faith. And I just felt, I, I felt very impressed to just hit record on my phone. And so he's asking me these questions across my desk and I just hit record and he is just asking me about my faith and about the church and about my thoughts about this and about that. And it's about a 20 minute conversation. And I'm answering these questions and it's the Lord is showing me. It's the same questions that my daughter has, I'm sure. And it's the same questions that mm. I, she's not asking me, <laughs> you know, I'm not having these conversations with her. I'm having these conversations with a, kid that's her age (laughs) and he 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 left actually my my boss came in and kicked his butt out and told me to get to work but um (laughs) it was in that moment that i was like you know what the only way that i would have felt that kind of ministry moment in the past was by going out and looking for it striving and doing these things and this kid walks into my office and just asks me questions. The next day, he comes back in, he sits down, busy. And I'm like, well, I 
I was, but now I'm not. What's up? And he just keeps asking me questions. And he's, don't get me wrong, he's he's doing this in kind of a mocking way and stuff, but it's very respectful. Like he respects what I'm what I'm having to say. And that's happened two or three times in the last week. Just this kid just asking questions, and it's not coming from me trying to go you know what i mean like this is in my previous seasons this would have seemed like a very minute story hearing somebody say this well yeah but did you give him a word of knowledge afterward did you lay your hands on his knee and get his knee healed and you know that's the kind of stuff we would go for and i i love that god is all about that but for me it's like he is the one god is bringing the peace to me he's bringing the stuff to me he's bringing he's showing me no, this is what a, a a life as a Christian looks like. You do your job, and I'll crack windows every once in a while. And I'll open up moments for you to be able to bring the kingdom, like I always talk about. And yeah, so sorry, Scott, the kid didn't get no, saved. My, that's my daughter a, no, didn't come I, home. That, dude, that's huge, man. Like for me, that's huge. That's yeah, that's huge because it, it just makes sense as to why that was impressed so much on my spirit last week. Because I didn't. I'm like, what do I do with this, God? Like I yeah. haven't thought about you know, her in year, you know, or at least months. And I'm like, I wonder what, you know, what the, so when that happens and all this stuff's highlighted to me, it's just, it's uh, the affirmations of faith, man. Like I, I just, it's, it's encouraging. It's enlightening. I got to believe it's some of the, of the relational talk around the campfire with Jesus and the boys. We're just this type of stuff, you know, like everyday occurrences like it. Yes. So many miracles were performed that all the books in the world couldn't hold them because I believe, you know, that's prophetic to today that they're still happening. So don't go see that movie, Sensationist. Uh, sorry, <laughs> shameless. shameless. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, but it, it's just, gosh, man, like there was so many, there were so many moments with with Jesus and the disciples that were just teachable moments, man. It's like. We have Holy Spirit, so we have the best educator in the entire world or in, in, in the realm of any influence. And, and and so when we're just adamant to steward that room to him, to let him have some atheist 24-year-old to ask us questions, you know, I I see some of the same stuff in my line of work. Every one of these kids that are on probation with me are looking for something greater than weed or cocaine or meth or whatever it may be or bad relationships or gang activity or every one of them are looking for Jesus. They're just looking in the wrong place. And I had just the other day, I I was so mad at this young man, like in my, in my flesh, I was steaming. My blood pressure was like through the, like the same mistake after same mistake after same mistake. I'm like, I don't care if you screw up, but pick something different next time. Like, let's do something different, right? And I had a moment with the Lord where, so he called me and told me, hey, X, Y, Z happened. And I'm like, what, what did, you know, what do you do? You know, and then I hang up the phone and the Holy Spirit convicted me so heavy. He said, Scott, he called you when he messed up. He called you. He didn't call mom. He didn't call dad because we don't know where dad is. He called you. And it broke me, man. I was like, yeah, he did. He called me and he he called somebody whom he trusted. 
even knowing that I was going to discipline him. I was going to, you know, not bring the wrath down, but recorrect his course, correct his course, you know? And it, it, it was just a moment in time where I could sit there was like, look at my case file and go, yeah, I'm pretty blessed. I got my hands on each and every one of these, these names in this, in these files right here. And I have an opportunity every day to show them the love of Christ when the world has already discarded them. And it's good, man, because we have to have we have to have the realization that it's it's not about just creating a block schedule, meeting with people in the in the church office, you know, five, six days a week and giving yourself four hours to write a sermon and, and you know, blocking off two hours, you know, here to finish that sermon up on a Friday afternoon so you can go do whatever you need to do on the weekend. But I think our life is a written epistle. Our life is a written testimony to um, the spirit of Jesus actively working and living inside of each and every believer. And it doesn't matter if you're a bank teller or, or you're a pastor of a church of a congregation of 3000 people like it, it, the importance is the reliance on the education from Holy spirit. And hearing that I I'm putting this, this story together in my head with this kid and you, cause <laughs> I just, I, I, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall to listen to the way D Darren reacted. So I'll send it to you. No, <laughs> I was going to say, send me the conversation so I can pick it apart to make sure you were right theologically. We'll just, we'll just put that in the in the comments. So yeah, we'll drop it in the show notes. No, you know, everybody would view it. But is that not good enough? You know, it should be. Is that not good enough for Scott Tilly? Like doing like those moments where you're present and you're aware and you're awake. In those moments, that's you're you're doing enough, you know. Mm -hmm. Like I, I think there's there's so many Christians, and I was one of them for sure. That just I'm never doing enough, you know. I'm not doing, and God's like, well, you're not doing enough of what you're called to do <laughs> because you're so focused on doing enough other things. But like, I think that's easy to lose sight, man. Of like, like that's a one day I'm going to be able to look back at this kid and I'm going to see him being a, a husband and a, and a father and going to church and loving the Lord. And I'm going to be able to look back, man, that came from seeds that God planted in my office through my mouth, you know? And, yeah. and that, I promise you that's enough. That's that's good enough for me to be able to live my life being open to the gospel and, and how the gospel works. Sometimes the gospel works through living your life, you know, mm -hmm. and we don't have to manifest some, some thing. It's like, no, God's going to make the things when the things need to be made. And I, I'm just, I don't know. I'm so grateful for like, I guess in, in 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 many ways I'm I'm thankful for those that crappy time that I'm, I was talking about before about going back and thinking about that because it did it did lead to this moment like it led to this place that I'm at and lessons were learned for sure on um, perfection you know I'm just living it just kidding, <laughs> just kidding. well I think I think what you said is so good um, we. God's end is spectacular mm -hmm. and we want to be into it when he's doing it. But so often we're looking for the spectacular that we don't steward. I don't want to say this. I don't, 
the mundane day in and day out with the Lord. And I think that um, uh, that's where the greatest growth happens. I love the spectacular moments. I love the instantaneous moments. I love the, 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 the those type of things. And the Lord's into all, all of that. Um, but are we stewarding our day-to-day walk with the walk with the Lord? My first two years of ministry, I think I, you know, in hindsight, I think like I could say I learned so many things, but really it came down to uh, hey, your family's more important than uh all this other stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, and and taught me how to 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 block out time for my family that uh um the world's problems uh we're gonna be there tomorrow. If all of us went out with $10 million uh, tonight and we helped every person in each of our cities, uh, we'd probably be broke by morning, you know? And so there comes a time where what, just what you're talking about, like we have our lives that we live where those living epistles that people are reading, they may not be opening their Bibles, but they're reading them every day. That kid didn't just come ask you about Jesus because uh, it's just, you, you know, nothing, nothing else was said. He didn't see you like he saw the fruit in your life. He saw you walk this out day to day. And it wasn't by like you said, you said before, you said uh, those that those hard moments were preparing you. Yeah. For what you walk through. And I think that that's part of the process that we haven't learned to appreciate enough that those hard things that we've went through are he's all he's always present he's a present god but he's always loves us so much that he that he's preparing us for the future and um we know the enemy comes yes to still kill and destroy um but god's going to teach us through all those moments he's going to take those hard hard moments and and a lot of the stuff if we're honest this may be sidetracking a little bit but if we're honest like a lot of it wasn't even the enemy mm-hmm. Like a lot of it, just her own self. Yep, hundred percent. It was her. It was her own self. You know, I mean, you was, don't got a demon problem. You got a discipline problem, boy. <laughs> exactly. Right. And I think that 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 we can look at all these things and we can um, put blame or this didn't happen because of this or you know, but it all comes down to to stewarding that walk stewarding that moment like that moment you don't know we sow and we water and god brings the increase we're so focused on increase that most of the time we forget to sow and water Mm. we're like man man this kid he needs to really give his life to the lord and then we focus on giving his life to the lord instead of necessarily sowing and watering into his life and Mm -hmm. um i i shared um yesterday about uh um i made a post talking about uh, Naked Lady Park and how I found a love in Naked Lady Park. And um, we we went into this park and just what you were talking about, that's back in the day where I was just hungry to see people know Jesus. And um, we go back there. I actually took the guy to pro- his probation deal he had to go see. And and uh, every every time we went up there, we and, and we would, and, and other times, we would go out, we would minister in these different places. And, and uh, all the time I thought I was... Uh, doing these great things to help pour into all these other people. And, and uh, we had these incredible stories I could tell about how the Lord, you know, kept us safe and, um, you know, knives pulled on us. And this guy looked like Andre the Giant came out, came at us and the cops pulled up at the exact right time. Like there was grace on this because I really had no idea what I was doing. I knew John 316 and I knew that I loved people. And I just wanted to, you know, I just wanted people to know Jesus and, and so we're doing this and we keep going and we're not seeing that. Nobody's saved. Nobody's healed. Nobody's delivered. We just kept sowing and we just kept watering. And I didn't know that that's what we were doing. But 
really God was sowing and watering, having them sow and water in my heart. And it was, it was producing fruit. It was producing love for the people that were standing in front of me. And this, this whole time, I thought we were going out to see these incredible things and do this work for the Lord that the Lord was. Um, and we saw what looked like no fruit. The Lord was doing an incredible work in me. And uh, I think a, a lot of our life is like that. A lot of it is us sowing, us watering. Every mission trip that I've ever went on, uh, I've came back changed and transformed. Yes, we poured into people, but 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 that experience, uh, the Lord used to transform me, and 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 that love was cultivated in me. And, and Naked Lady Park, uh, to love the person that's in front of me, and just what you did, like, like Darren, that was that's awesome. At, at work, in your sphere of influence that the Lord gave you. It's not that we can't go out and do the other things, but we better be steward in what the Lord's given us. Yeah. And as we do that, those things will begin to increase in our life. And we we sometimes even get our hearts crooked that we're seeing these things. Uh, we're doing these things to see the increase. Mm-hmm. We're doing these things out of love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to steward these things. I'm going to do these things so that I can get to the next thing. I'm going to check these things off the list so that I can get to that next spectacular thing that I know that the Lord just has for me. And he does. He has spectacular things for us. But I think this is where most people get caught up. And and probably anybody that's done much of anything from the Lord has these has these moments of like, am I doing enough? Mm -hmm. And I think that. I think that I think you quoted me earlier, Scott, and you said, uh, how, did, how did I word that? Uh, one of the quickest ways uh, to see promotion in your life is to cheer somebody else on in their winning season. And I think that that's a position of a heart, a position of thankfulness, a, a position um, that will help accelerate us. But I think so often our, our hearts are just. Are just in this this. Uh, this place of of good intentions, but missing what the Lord's doing in the season. Like we're we're, we're looking for fruit in a pruning season. Mm. We're looking for fruit. It's like I can give you the Christian. I can speak Christianese, and it could and it would be true. You know, there's no time in the glory that we can have seed time. The 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 sower can overtake the reaper, and we can have seed time harvest, seed time harvest, and there could be that acceleration. I believe those things. But at the same time, there's times in my life that that I've walked out that there's seasons that he's just pruning and he's doing something. And if I'm looking for this incredible fruit in that season, it, it, it you're going to be in a place of disappointment. But if you look to see what the Lord's doing in your life in those moments, if you have eyes to see what he's doing, then you'll be able to embrace that process, to embrace him, to let Christ. They, they pray the that prayer. I love that. It's like. I'll pray for you until Christ is fully formed in you. Yeah. We want that we know that we, you know, we're like finished product, ding, we're done. We're the microwave generation. We're like, hey, I have arrived. Let's do this thing. And and instead of seeing, hey, this is what the Lord's doing in my heart in this season. Mm-hmm. Like he is, he is for like I love the gifts, but I also love the fruit. Like, like you don't have to be against one to be for the other one like mm-hmm. they're tandem but we can get so focused on one and not steward the other things and i think that that's i think that when we come to a place of maturity um that we'll begin to see with fresh eyes and 
I've, I've felt, felt this in my spirit all night. And I think what he's doing in this season for many people, I think he's, he's giving us a, a, a fresh aspect, a fresh piece of his heart, if I can say it like that, um, to help, to help bring people along the things we've been through. Just like that story you told sitting at your desk, like that, that all the crap that you have been through that the Lord turned for good and then you're pouring into his life, which is the seeds that you're sowing into his life will probably turn into a harvest into to, to your daughter's life, into the other people. Like we just like so much of it is like we I see the finish line and God's like, that's cute. Like you just need to run the race with me, mm-hmm. walk through this process with me, be okay with the day to day, like praise him for the spectacular, but also, also be present in that moment. And, and I just pray that, that we begin to recognize that crap when it's happened. I keep saying yeah. that that's what it seemed like. That seems like when you go through those moments in your life, um, but when we recognize that he's there, just like you said earlier, that he is is helping mature us and bring us through those moments. I think that there's, I think we've lost focus on a lot of what Jesus is wanting to do. And it goes back to, to loving people and to loving God and stewarding that and that sphere of influence that we that we have. And now you know, I'm the one writing. Well, we talk about seasons a lot, and it's we we literally know about 10% of Jesus's life, you know. We we have the privilege of of reading about and understanding and choosing to follow a man, and we know ten percent of his life. We do know that he never sinned, that he never messed up, but we also know that he was tempted in every way that we were, and don't read about all of those temptations. So there's so much of his life that he lived outside of the spotlight, right? Outside of ministry as we know it and as we call it. And that's quite a season, right? 90% of your life, 90% of your life is a, is a, is a training season and a growing season and a maturing and, you know, learning season and being tempted season. (laughs) And we, we know how that turned out, but I, I was reminded too of uh, second Timothy four, two. Being ready in and out of season, you know, he says, preach the word, encourage the people. Yeah, and I think he's saying there, encourage the people to be ready in and out of season. And mm-hmm. so, I think this is a time too of for it is for me in my life the basic teaching. You know, I I I want somebody to preach the word of God, and I want somebody to to teach uh, strong basic teaching. And it never gets old to me. Basic Bible teaching just doesn't get old to me. It's preparing me for those seasons that I think I like in the, uh, I think it's the NLT. Let me find that real quick. Um, Preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. (laughs) There's going to be times in your life that aren't favorable. We think of like, we have the favor of the Lord and we, I think we do, but there's times that in the natural things just aren't in our favor and you can still be, you can still be with it. You can still be in tune with his, his plans and his purposes in your life. 
and um less is more in so many ways man i'm i'm currently on a a uh, social media hiatus and man it's just i'm never going to be the type of guy to like tell people that they have to do it too you know i can't stand people like that i'm fast and and everybody should it's the most important it's like dude you look miserable you know (laughs) and that's one thing i love about aaron he's a faster but you wouldn't know it you wouldn't know it until you until he tells you no, until oh, until he I'm on day 47. For 40, you're like, whoa, you're upright. He disappears That's awesome. for 40 days and he's like 80 pounds lighter. And I see him, I'm like, bro, you must, have been fasting. <laughs> must have been fasting. You need to eat, boy. Here you go. <laughs> Use some wisdom. Use some wisdom. <laughs> he's like, I've been fat. I've been eating on the word. What are you been doing? <laughs> but I'm on a, you know, I'm I just decided to get off social media and just free up some brain space, you know? Yeah. For for things that the Lord wants to be more important in my life. And I'm telling you, I kind of not super in tune with what's going on in the Middle East. And I'm not super in tune with what's going, you know, across the world. But man, it's like, I know more about what's going on right in front of me. You know, I'm more in tune with what God's trying to do in my life and do through people's lives that are choosing to walk through the path that God's given me. And, um, that's the beauty of it. You get to share a path with people sometimes. And I'm not, I'm not about to alter the way I walk. So you're going to, you're going to have to start to, if you want to be with me, we're going to have to be stepping together, you know, stepping in it sometimes. It's good. It's good, man. Uh, Yeah. You know, sticking along the vein of that seasonal talk for just a second and um, the crap, right, that Aaron was talking about. I think, he, I think he referenced it like four or five times. I wasn't counting, but. Harsh language. Uh, <laughs> bleep. Um, <laughs> and just thinking about the life of, of our Messiah, man, like what he had to go through, the stuff that he had to go through, the ridicule he had to endure um even before the hard stuff right it's like isn't this kid from nazareth does anything good come from nazareth like that hole in the ground that you know like even before i mean herod chasing down the babies that you know that were born under two years old and his whole life was full of controversy his entire life you know and so like you said we get to see a piece of a piece of this, but I think that we get to see the right pieces. I think we get to see what we were meant to see and we can, we can identify, right? Because he identifies with us, like he and us, we and him. Right. Um, and, and knowing that we, we don't walk those moments alone. We don't see those things alone. I, I was immediately thinking of what our life of, um, hardships prepare us for. And, we either get bitter or we get better in life. There's no in between. There's no gray area. We either get bitter or we get better. And that's with every opportunity that presents itself before us, good, bad, or indifferent. And that's my belief. Uh, and, you know, I, I think about some of the things that the Lord has asked me to walk through and some of the things with with crocodile tears in my eyes. And I said, I, I don't want to do that again, Lord. I don't I don't want to do that. You know, it, you know, I don't want to open myself up like that. I don't can I just be recluse? Can you just shut the mouth of Scott Tilly and not give him a voice? Like, I don't want to speak to anybody. I don't want to minister. I don't want to 
do any of these things. I just, can I just lay in bed with you for two months? Just give me two months. I'm not doing anything. And it's, it's always an opportunity, even in those Job moments, those moments of poor me, why me, that God is still so ready to speak a right now word for somebody or a right now word for you. Just get up and eat, you know, whatever the case may be, whatever he may be speaking to you. But I was thinking about all those things that that life prepares us for, the things that happen in life and how, you know, every every trial and every tribulation is a chance for us to persevere and grow in faith, everything. I mean, the faith of the believer has always been the anvil against the world. Like it just, it's always been what's helped us grow, what's helped us get stronger. And I was thinking about this verse in Ephesians chapter three, and it says, well, actually two verses. It says, it's talking about the sainthood and it says, um, maybe able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and then 19 says and to know the love of christ which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled up to all the fullness of god and so for me that's that's life in a nutshell everything that i've experienced everything that i've gone through knowing that jesus christ has always been with me i've never done anything on my own it readily prepares me for the next place where he may take me, whether I go reluctantly or whether I go feet in the sand. You know, the, the joke about that's where I carried you. There were drag marks for me. Like he didn't carry me. He drugged me by my heel and was pulling me down the beach. Like this is where we're going, whether you want to or not. And I think that it, it, it strengthens us into a place with saints, with those who are going in the same direction as we're going to a place of just a greater admiration of God's love for us and for humanity and what he wants to do in that restoration process and what he wants to do relationally in building us and fine-tuning us and, and you know, those gifts that we so rely on sometimes that are without repentance, but building relationship and restoring relationship sometimes is it's not just needed, it's inevitable because we live in this place of sometimes self-delusion we really think that we know more than we do and we really don't leave any room for holy spirit to give us knowledge to give us understanding to give us wisdom and so finding that place of hope in christ to where he surpasses everything that i'm ever going to know anyway he's already ahead of me he already sees what's ahead of me and so he's actually the audacity that to believe that he actually gives me this small piece of understanding to just to say, hey, love that person in front of you. Love them well. This place that I have you right now, do it and do it well. Take care of the responsibility that I've placed in front of you. And I'm going to be with you. And by the time we're done with this journey, you will have all fullness in God that is needed to be able to do what I've called you to do. And I think that that's, it's freeing, man. That's where that peace comes from me. Like, I don't have to push it. I don't have to force it. If it's not for me, I don't want it. You know, I heard it said he won't deliver my mail to somebody else's house. He's not going to deliver somebody else's mail to my house. And I love that because even though I may be in a place where I'm like, come on, Lord, this last season was pretty exciting. And I'm, I'm feeling pretty bored right now. I'm feeling like we're just doing the thing together. 
maybe he's saying, good, that's what I want. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to teach you how to be content in every single circumstance. You're pretty content in having yeah. the spotlight. That's been, a, that's obvious. <laughs> now I want, now I want you to be content when you don't. And I'm asking you to serve and I'm asking you to, to wash feet. And I'm asking you to maybe go back and admit where you missed it and you were wrong. You, you, you're not too content in those places. And I'm trying to teach you to be. Um, whether you've had a lot or you, you've had a little, you need to be able to learn that I, I am, I am the spirit that rests upon you and in you, and you don't need anything outside of that. And everything that you need is actually inside of that. And so that, that's where I'm at, man. That's, that's where I'm at with it. And I know we've, we've, we've covered a lot of stuff, but the, the word is so alive. It's so active, man. Like I, the places where we're treading right now, gentlemen, um, there's still, there's still a beautiful, um, unwavering path that the feet that are bringing the gospel, they're, they're, they're beautiful. And it, we're bringing the gospel to our homes. We're bringing the gospel to our work, to a 24 year old, 24 year old atheist. We're bringing the gospel to our children and how beautiful are the feet that bring the gospel of good news? That's what we're doing. That's where we're at. It doesn't matter if we're on stage or or in front of a audience of one. We're we're doing it. And 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 it's because of his outstanding nature and his strength that holds us into a place that we can never hold ourselves. And I love it. And I am dedicated to it. And I'm devoted to it. You're devoted to it. You're devoted to it. And I think that those are people that you have to have. You have to cultivate relationship with and you have to build on on the principle that is Christ Jesus, the cornerstone, and nothing else is going to suffice. Good Lord, we've all tried other things. None of them work. Um, and keeping that unity, man, just just continuing to seek the kingdom above everything else and knowing that that unity is readily available for us as we seek him. Amen. Good, good what, night. Do you, what do you say after that? <laughs> all God's people said a. Man, man, we covered a lot of ground tonight. Like, like this, it's it's really interesting to see that it. Um, this is the first time we've done this together, but there was uh, uh, an ease and a flow, and um, I just wanted to point out that I think that that's. I don't think any of us had any agenda coming into this. I don't think anyone had any um, thoughts of of. Uh, uh, of this is going to be something absolutely spectacular when we come into this. I think uh, for me, I thought, man, this is going to be great to hang out with some guys, to talk about Jesus, to catch up on life. And um, I think that that's, that's what's in my heart right now. That's what's uh, uh, cultivating, helping to, to, to maybe redig some of these wells from the past and to see some of those uh, foundations shored up and um, I, I'm, I'm just so thankful, uh, for you guys. I'm so thankful for what Scott said that you, we were able to humbly share some of the, uh, what looks like earthly failures, um, that the Lord turned for good. And I wrote down that scripture right before what Scott read in, in Romans eight, that, you know, what we're more than conquerors. Um, I think one scripture said we're overcomers. And, uh, I think that it's, it's like that, like when we come into something, like we love those scriptures and we love to, to rally cry. But when something comes up and we actually have to be overcomers, we have to know that he's going to equip us um, for the platform, like what Scott said, but he's also going to 
uh, equip us for uh, that season where no one sees us, where we're hidden away, where we're loving our family, where we're loving those people in our in our sphere of influence, and and um, to know that uh, if we'll just yield to Him in those moments, uh, He's gonna He's gonna shine through. He's gonna touch those atheists. He's gonna touch those uh, people that are around our lives. And man, I love you guys. And we ought to we ought to do a few more of these. I'm down. Absolutely, bro. Me too. Oh, I got it. I love you. You love you. That that couldn't have been any better, right there. Like that was loving our loving our family. Loving you didn't see him under the table. He was waving. Come on, this is perfect timing. Come here, come here, come here. <laughs> you actually, had this actually, set up. That is absolutely it. incredible. God's like, we just need to be better fathers. Oh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I was waving, but I thought maybe she was gonna let, like I was doing this number, like I'll be there in a minute. But she, that's better. It's good. It's good. I, that kid, man, she gets me. I don't, I don't want to get emotional here. Um, I'm thankful, man. I'm thankful for you guys and and the opportunities that God has given us. I, I, I am forever, eternally grateful for the opportunities He's given us to do life together at some capacity. And I'm excited, but uh, I'm not overly zealous. I'm excited, but I'm not overly zealous to what's what tomorrow brings, what next week, next month. Um, I I want to flow with the Holy Ghost. I want to flow with Him. I want to want to move when He says move. I want to stop when He says stop. And I think the tendency has been before full board, wide open. Let the RPMs hit five grand. If it blows, it blows. We'll try again. And I, I'm really trying to learn how to fine tune that engine and and just move with it, man. Just just flow with him. Um, that's one of the words that that I, that's been ringing in my heart. Just to flowing, keep flowing with him. <clears throat> move as he moves, and don't overthink it. You know, don't overthink it. Don't underthink it either. But don't overthink it. Um, just, just blessed, man. Life is life is good, boys. It's it is. It's good. You know that reminds me. I was last week. I was we had this prayer night at, at church, and just being totally honest, man. It's been it's been a struggle in this season to kind of do do the things that I used to do. You know to be in the to be in the presence and to even have a, a a good what i consider a strong prayer life of like just going for it and can easily beat myself up and reg again regret but there's something about during this during this prayer set last week i was just with the lord and i just felt like I felt connected like I hadn't been connected in a long time. And I just really felt like he was emphasizing to me, again, that peace that we talked about. And the reason I can have peace is because my spirit is connected to his spirit. Mm -hmm. And I can be confident. You know, Paul says, uh, I can't boast on myself, you know. And I'm in that place for the really the first time in my life of like, I can't do a single thing. like. I, I have screwed up so many things by running my mouth and saying things out of line and hurt people and 
disappointed fam. You know, I've just, I, I'm, I'm very good at those kind of things. <laughs> I'm very good at disappointing people and saying the wrong things and doing the wrong things and reacting to people a certain way. I've, I'm really good at doing that. And without him, that's what my life would be, you know, filled with like disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. And he was just really sharing with me that I can be confident in this, this race that he's given me to run. And I can be confident in this walk that he's given me to walk because my spirit's connected to his spirit. And I, when, when that's the case, I believe there's like this supernatural reaction that happens inside of you of like dreams come and visions come and ideas come from that connection that we have with the spirit. And when we act on those things, we're, we're doing his will. We're doing what he wants us to do because he produced those things in that moment of connection with him. And I can be confident in what I'm doing because I'm doing what my father does because I'm connected to his spirit. I'm saying what my father says because I'm connected to his spirit. And if I'm choosing to not do anything on my own, which is how I want to live my life, I don't want to do it on my own because I know what would happen. Mm. You know, there's this, there's this piece that comes now of like, no, I, I may have like muddied that up a little bit, but ultimately God's purpose was fulfilled because I'm doing what he wants me to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going where he wants me to go. And I'm saying what he wants me to say, because I truly am connected to his spirit. And so for me, that going back to the basics thing, I want to be connected to his spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to like, and to me, that does come of like, I'm going to pray in tongues like I've never prayed in tongues before because I'm going to be connected to his spirit. I'm going to read the word like I've never read the, read the word before because I'm connected to his spirit. And if he leads me into seasons again of, you know, going to the mall and giving words of knowledge, to that's awesome. But in this moment, I'm connected to his spirit mm. and I'm going where he wants me to go and I'm saying what he wants me to say. And there's peace and there's confidence in that. I have so much confidence in him that if he wanted me to go somewhere else, I'd go. Mm-hmm. If he wanted me to do something different, I'd be doing it. If he wants me to say something, I'll say it. And right now, I'm where he wants me to be. I'm doing what he wants me to do. And so I just want to encourage anybody that's like maybe watching this or listening to this or you guys, like, you're you're connected to his spirit <laughs> and you, that means you have access to like his direction and when he wants you to go do something you'll you'll do it because you're connected to his spirit have confidence in that connection and that relationship scott tilly if he wants you to do more ministry stuff you'll do it man mm-hmm. you'll do it you'll have a door open to do it you'll have a platform to step on when it's time to step onto a platform because you're connected to his spirit Aaron, you're going to stop sleeping all day and you'll. No. I, I love, I love, I love, I love that scripture. Isaiah 26, three says he keeps his eyes, his mind, his heart stayed on him. He will keep in perfect peace. And I think that's the biggest thing for people to like take away. Like anything that you see in our life, like if he'll do it for one, he'll do it for another. And, and uh, if we can do this, 
you can do this. And, and, and I pray that anyone that's listening to this, that the Lord would just um, work in your life in such a, in such a powerful way. Um, I want to say this, I want to say this right. Like, that it'll work in your life in such a such a powerful way um, that he will that he will guide you just what Darren's saying in, in every moment and that we don't have to strive. It says that um, unless he builds the house, uh, it'll fail. Unless uh, the if, if you look for, yeah, in, in the same if if the watchman guards the city, uh, unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman watches in vain. And so, like unless the Lord's building the house. Unless the Lord's doing it, like uh, I quoted a friend of mine, uh, I think it may have been off air to uh, Alex Parkinson said it, something like this. Uh, he said, uh, he said, a lot of times oil, oil and sweat can look the same. So like we can step into the grace, into the anointing, or we can we can uh, work by the sweat of our brow. And we just want to step into just what just what Darren's saying. We want to we want to be present. We want to be available to the Lord and and be led. Uh, buy them into those things and sometimes like there's a place for hunger and there's a place where we can go after those things but there's also a place to steward uh, the people that are in front of us those people that are in our sphere of influence and and love the ones around us and I, I think that that's how we all really got started was 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 simply a hunger for loving God and loving people and and just seeing what he would do and and I, I can see the growth in you guys uh, in the decade or so that we've that we've known each other and uh, um, have any of us done everything perfect? Absolutely not. Muddy in the muddy in the waters. Maybe maybe Darren. Maybe Darren. Darren, Darren did. Darren did. But I like the how you said that muddy in the water. Sometimes we can just get in the way just a little bit. Um, but he's so good at, at fixing our mistakes when we when we choose to yield to him. And uh, I'm just excited. Uh, I'm just excited that. Uh, what the Lord has done in our life and how he's positioned us in a place that maybe none of us thought that we would be, but that we're learning to enjoy uh, the season that we're in, that we're learning to embrace those things, that we're learning to to see him in every moment and to see him in every season. Good. Dude, we've talked for like like 12 hours now, I think. <laughs> it's good. It's good too. It's good too. 210, 215. 215. Well, that's, you, you know, I think if that's fun with friends that you can do that. And it hasn't yes. seemed like, a, I haven't even thought about it being like a, like a podcast or anything like that. It's just, just hanging out with friends, loving people, Amen. loving Christ in you guys, really honor and respect you guys. Amen. Same. Same, man. Same. I would like to do this more often too, by the way. Mm-hmm. I'm a hundred percent in like, you can cut this anywhere you want, but uh, I'm just going to say this. Like I, I felt like the Lord was really, was really on this. And, and, and who would think, who would think a decade later after us all in a way doing our own thing that the Lord had for us in a moment that the Lord would be like, Hey, I want to, I want to bring you guys back to like the Genesis and, <laughs> and have you guys sit around. And it, like Darren said before, it seems like, um, it doesn't matter how long it has been since we talked when I, when I pick up with you guys, we're right back in it, right where we mm -hmm. left off, um, and, uh, have always, I'll say it like this. I've always cheered you guys on. I've never been threatened because of your hearts for the Lord. And I think that that's important in a relationship that there's, 
to walk with someone that there can be an iron sharpening iron, but there can be this competitiveness uh, that gets in. And, and uh, I think that for relationships to be successful, that we, that we have to have more, uh, less competition and uh, what, uh, to, to speak Christianese, uh, maybe, maybe again, that, that we, there should be a completion and not a competition in the body of Christ. And that's what I feel when I get around you guys. And I think that's one of the connections. It's, like I said, not that we've done things perfectly, but um, we've always been, uh, I've always been in your guys's corner and I've always felt like you've been in mine. And that's, a, a, that's an important thing when we get out there in, in the world, because the world could be a, can be a pretty nasty place. And um, uh, Evan Roberts, uh, if you guys heard of him with the Welsh Revival, and um, he uh, he ended up having uh, uh, this incredible revival, uh, uh, transformed uh, um, the whole the whole region uh, in an incredible ways. And I won't go into it for time's sake, but he ended up um, having uh, a uh, basically a nervous breakdown, and um, Robert Solerton does a special on this, and he ended up going into another country and. Um, something that he took away uh, from that. He, he said, he said he never should have left where he was at. He should have went back um, to his family. He should have been, went back to the ones that loved him, that cared for him and uh, uh, would, would pour into him and uh, encourage him and get him back in, into a place where he needed to be. And I, I think about that often because um, there's a lot of people that don't have anyone uh, that they can turn to. And I, I, I feel like I'm really blessed in that way with my natural family, but also to have um, friends like you guys. And I think that um, that's always stuck with me. And, and uh, with Evan Roberts, like I've had a, I've, I've had a rough last season, but man, I feel like I'm right where I need to be surrounded by people that love me, that are going to see me uh, uh, step for step where I need to be and help lift up my arms, help push me along when I need to, um, but 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 there to where we can reciprocate and uh, and be there for one another. And uh, there I am rambling on again. But like for me, that's 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 really important um, to know that I have people that I that I and that I can count on to be there through thick and thin. That can tell me the 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 encouraging things, but can also tell me the hard things. Darren, um, appreciate that about you. And uh, you know, you hit, you hit on something earlier about the, you didn't sense any kind of rivalry or jealousy or stuff like that. I feel like in a way that's extremely popular these days is that rivalry mentality. And it's easy to fall into because so many of these ministry cultures are everybody doing the same thing, <laughs> you know, like literally not not staying in your lane and not being you like God has called me to do things that I do. He's called yeah. me to be me. I can't be jealous of Scott. If Scott's being Scott and yeah. I'm being me, you know what I mean? Yeah. But there's so many times there's this tendency and a strong desire to like model yourself after somebody else. And when that happens, yeah, you're going to see weaknesses in each other and strengths in each other. And I'm better than this at doing that thing because we're trying to do the same thing, right? Mm. Like I've obviously got weaknesses compared to you guys and strengths compared to you guys. And if we're all trying to do the same thing, it's going to be easy to measure each other that way. Mm. And that's not, that's not how it's supposed to be. 
and it's it i feel like in a way we we make ministry such a burnout zone you know so easily make it so much harder than it needs to be when it should just be like you said before aaron i'm building you up and i'm encouraging you to do your job I'm encouraging Scott Tilly to do Scott's job, you know, mm-hmm. and the iron sharpening iron is you guys encouraging me to do my job. That, that seems so much easier, doesn't it? Like, it seems like his, his yoke being easy and his, <laughs> his way being light because it's, that's the way it is. And Jesus in me and Jesus in you and Jesus and Scott. And yeah, I, Again, going back to that basics of like basic ministry, you know, I want Aaron to be Aaron in Aaron's life. And I want Scott to be Scott, because what I want to see is the kingdom of God. Like we're all going after the same kingdom of God, you know? Yeah. And yes, measure me to that because I'm going to fall short. (laughs) Like measure me to that standard. I'm going to measure Scott to that standard and I'm going to encourage you to keep going after it, you know? Now a discussion arose between some of John's disciples and over a Jew and a Jew over purification. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who is with you across the Jordan to whom you bore witness, look, he's baptizing more and all are going to him. To which John answered, a person cannot receive even one thing unless it's given to him from heaven. Like, why can't we celebrate that? John's saying like, look, he has direct orders from God himself to do what he's doing. Why would I get in the way of that? I don't have the capacity to have jealousy over that. I don't have the capacity to worry about that. I mean, he could have said, I'm the one that baptized him. Yeah. What's going on. Right. Isn't that the point though of discipleship is to make more disciples is, is to multiplication. (laughs) Like, and I, and I think that that speaks to, so much of what you said today in um there, you said there's cannibalism in in the body i think earlier is what you said or something to that effect there's cannibalism in the body we're, we're eating each other and it's so true like you see you don't have to go too far scrolling on social media anywhere and see people just backbiting believers believers and i'm like do you know what god says about division like there's a climactic buildup in Proverbs to what he hates, what he detests. The last thing is discord among the brethren. Yep. And there's a reason for that because you're partnering with the enemy. Now you're under this spirit of division and now you, you've given more power to the enemy than the power that's within you. And God doesn't like that because he wants us to be fruitful and multiply. And so we don't have room for discord or disunity with the body of Christ. We have to come to the conclusion that it's Christ and Christ alone He's the one that supplies the power. And I think that's where the signals get crossed, right? Is where we go, well, I'm doing this. This is my ministry. I'm taking this on. This is my flavor. This is what I'm doing. I'm doing deliverance. I'm doing healing. I'm doing prophecy. I'm doing, no, it's Jesus. And when we miss that, we're already out the boat. We're already sinking. We're, we're on a fast ship to the bottom of the sea. And I think that John answered that perfectly. Like he has the power from heaven to do that. And not to add to the word, but it's like, can't we celebrate that? Can't we celebrate what God is doing in their ministry? Can't we celebrate the fact that whether it's being done this way or that way, souls are being won for the kingdom of heaven? Like, 
that that's one thing that it's been real i mean i i've bit my tongue and i've deleted posts on this the last week because holy spirit told me to shut up and don't post that but just about some of the things that we talked about earlier sensationalism you know continualism it's like dude now we've divided these two things like in your in your giving wind to it now now you're giving wind to it before it was just a talk behind curtains and closed doors after church meetings. Now you've opened up that veil and you've you've put it out there and you're making all these movies and you're making all these which I'm not, you know, whatever. You're gonna believe what you're gonna believe. But to me, none of no none of those two things have ever been a dividing line on salvation salvation for me. It's just never been a salvation issue, whether you believe that the gifts are for today or they're not. And I'm not trying to rabbit trail into another three hours. But these are just has been on my heart lately, and that's where that competitive spirit has interceded in the body of Christ, and it's dangerous. It is absolutely dangerous because now you've given the upper hand to the enemy, where God already took authority and gave it to us to be able to trample on snakes and scorpions and not be be bitten together. I'm sending you out, you, you know, not you singular, you guys plural, and do your job. Just do your job and do it well. He's going to do his job and do it well. And collectively, you're going to do your jobs and do them well. And the kingdom's going to grow from it. And I think that's that's the culture, though, right? What's the new thing? What's the next thing? There's nothing new under the sun to the Father. Absolutely nothing. He knew every TikTok reel that was going to be made. He, <laughs> yeah. he, he, knew, he knew every every reel on Facebook that was going to be made. And so you're not doing anything new. There's nothing new. So stop. I don't know. We need to stop getting to a place where we feel like we're creating so many different avenues when we're actually creating division within the body. And that it just, it makes me, it makes, it irks me. Okay. It irks me to see the division that's taking place right now in, in the Ecclesia. Just to touch on what you're saying like i think one of the most dangerous places to be is to have a knowledge of something yet not walk in it and so i think that that's where a lot of things that, that the lord's taking me back through he's like he's like you have a lot of knowledge but let's make sure we're actually walking these things out and i think that that's um we're we're the lord we, we always want to know what the lord's speaking but we can always be we can be we can be seeking after the new thing so much that we miss what he's doing right now in the moment. Like I know he's releasing things and I and I know, but like just let me walk it out, Lord. Like, like if I'm gonna be an ambassador to Christ, I can't just talk about these things. I actually have to walk them out. I have to take some responsibility to let Christ be formed in me. Uh, and to a place where I can see some of these things begin to manifest in my life. Uh, and, and in the lost and hurting world around me. And I, I think that that's a thing that, that we have a lot of knowledge, but um, we need to have some revelation and we need to start beginning to walk more and more of these things out. And, and that's my heart for me. That's not condemnation for anyone else. Like, like, Lord, these things that I'm talking about, these things that I know, help me begin to walk these things out. Help me to, to look more like Jesus and represent him more accurately to the world uh, around me. And I think when we start doing that, just like, like help us walk it out, Lord, like as the body of Christ, just help us, help us to walk these things out. It's good. Amen. Walk it out, man.
So someone's going to have to land this airplane. I think I could talk with you guys just all night. It's just fun. Let me close with prayer. How about that? Yeah, let's do it. Call me Maverick. I'm going to land this plane. Okay. <laughs> all right, let's go, Maverick. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful, beautiful time. And we thank you for the moments that we get to have with brothers. I pray, Father, that you continue to grow us and mature us and teach us. I thank you for the opportunity we've had to look back in our life and and not allow disappointment or regret or guilt or shame or condemnation stand but it's been it's been moments of molding and so i thank you father that you you have plans in our past and you have plans in our present and you're working all those things for our our beautiful beautiful future i thank you father that you've put priorities in front of us and you've given us the guts to stand firm on your word and our you've given us the 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 wisdom to make the decisions that we need to make in our own lives to position ourselves to just be better sons and be better fathers and be better uh, husbands. So I thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Even those moments that we didn't have a clue what you were doing, I thank you, Father, that um, you're kind of unpacking that and, and revealing that to us maybe maybe decades later. But Father, I thank you so much for the peace that you promised that we would have on this journey. I thank you, Father, that you've given us everything we need for this journey. And that we have enough for the road. I thank you for the the relationships and the friendships that you've you've molded right here with these three long-lasting, tried and true relationships, Father. We thank you for that. We thank you that. Um, there's a confidence in knowing that there's someone willing to sharpen my iron and that there's someone willing to to receive some sharpening. So I thank you, Father, for, for where we've come from. I thank you for where we're headed. I thank you for conversations, and I thank you for the unpacking that you do just through through us using our words and using our minds and and our hearts in conversation. I pray a blessing over both of these men, Father, both of their journeys, both of their stories, both of their families, Father, the, the unfinished work that they are. I thank you, Father, that you're with them and that you're in it with them right now. In Jesus' name, we thank you for every, um, every good work that you've created them for, Father. I just pray that they see that and they get to experience the good works that they were created for. We thank you for the the grace that has been given to us to raise children and to literally multiply what you've given us, Father. I thank you for that that reproduction of the kingdom that's inside of us to, to the people around us, to our children, as we get to watch them grow up and mature, Father. I just pray for protection and safety over that relationship fathers to fathers to sons fathers to daughters i pray for uh, lost ones in our circles lost ones in our families 
I pray that you you give us the the strength and the courage to hold fast to the truth of the gospel, to hold fast to the truth of your word, Father, and for the courage to pray and intercede for those lost ones, for the endurance to 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 hold fast to what you've called us to do as fathers. We thank you for that. I thank you for, again for this conversation and for this moment in time. And I just pray blessing over the callings on each of our lives. We give you the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks, bro. I love you, dudes. <laughs>